0: to church jams now <sighs> i'm this so tired well. already i'm <laughs> so start. tired
1: already guys
0: were you up last night plotting uh,
1: no i've I just don't... i've got so much scoff fatigue i know oh, oh, we haven't even listened to the record yet and he <laughs> has yeah. the podcast yeah uh, i know no uh welcome <laughs> to church jams now into this thing <laughs> The podcast where for three <laughs> former youth group kids and current music nerds deep dive into Christian music from the 90s and 2000s. I, of course, am your co-host, Kylan Savage. With me, as always, is Mr. TJ Smith. Pick, 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 pick it up. Oh, uh, we'll hey. see. And of I'm course- picking we you have... up. All right, you do that. Uh, <laughs> we have beautiful producer, Josh Olson. Hey, what's up, guys? Not much. I'm so tired, guys. No, mm. I'm just doing a bit, because everyone- Okay. I know I've said this before on the show, but and TJ, you're not you like you're not super
0: involved with the like Twitter stuff. You don't know what happens the in X, Twitter land. The X yeah. stuff Th- with church I feel names like now. my mental health is a lot better for it, but Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that y'all are out there being the bastions of, of culture that we have yeah. come to be known to be. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. For clarifying. Yeah. yeah thank are there you. are clarifying. there a lot of like um Ska proponents out there that are that just hate you. Okay, CCM Twitter is where all the
2: Ska
1: fans live now, apparently. Okay, good to know. But it's been kind of interesting. It's been really kind of fun, but really weird. I've never experienced this where a phrase Mm -hmm. that (laughs) was generated on Church GMs now on volume three has now taken on a life of its own. Mm-hmm. In the wilderness, and I've I've seen people that aren't connected with church names now at all use, use the, the, the phrase "ska fatigue," mm-hmm. uh, and it all originated with Five Iron Frenzy, which now <laughs> would and people seem to think that I like hate scoff because I was I <laughs> I, I was because you were worn out one time, relatively indifferent <laughs> mm-hmm. to. A lot of our newest Greatest. album ever. and guys, Scott that was, Miser. that was the third Spamizer. episode. We were still That's figuring good, out gosh. what the show was, and I remember being a little drunk. Oh so. yeah, <laughs> that is it was it was in true. The, it was in the midst of COVID. Now I was day drinking. Fair context, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, "There's nothing else to do, but I guess get drunk and talk about Scott two in the afternoon." <laughs>
0: totally, I had a great time. I did, too. <laughs> Regardless of your fatigue. Yeah, whether yeah. Whether it was uh, ska-fueled or beer-fueled or whatever the case may be, covid depression I had fueled. a great time <laughs> yeah. listening to that episode. Oh, nice. yeah, you weren't part of the show. Nope. I'm sorry. Yeah, we, we missed you. We didn't even know we missed you, but we missed you. Well, we're, I'm glad you're here this time, man. We're we're about to get As am I plotty with this engine. Yeah, Ooh. I am really excited to talk
1: about this record. What record? Engine of a Million Plots. By oh, Five beautiful. Iron Frenzy.
0: A Fine Frenzy.
1: Which now... <laughs> no, no, no. Fi- no. Five Iron Frenzy. Five Iron Frenzy. That now puts them, what, in second place? For most covered on church shows now?
0: Band. As of this recording, yeah, I think so. Because As City's Burn
1: holds the top the top yeah, spot. Yeah, which I guess currently. isn't very fair, but yes. But... But oh, yeah, no, even definitely... episode-wise. I was going to say episode-wise they match because we did Until the Shakes Apart in two episodes. Two segments. But...
2: And then Leonore.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. So regardless of how we feel about it, we are the place for Five Iron Frenzy content in the podcast <laughs> yes, world.
0: <we're all> <laughs> and and we you quickly mentioned our interview with Leonore. Leonore, if you're out there, we want your hot take about um and, and all the goss about uh, the recording of this uh, album. So if you if you hear this and you're like, they got it all wrong. Yeah. Come on, and and tell right us. these guys, these explain jokers, explain everything to us. Please. We need that in our lives. Yeah. So
1: I don't think we need the full rundown of like who the band is and stuff. But, uh, Josh, if you want to give us some context, some research that you did on this record, uh, I would love that. And
0: you can probably do like a yeah. quick little rundown. Because yeah, yeah, at, yeah. at one point the end was near, right, Josh? It, and it was here as well. And it was here. It was near. And then it was here. And then it was an engine mm-hmm. of yep. a million plus. Yes,
2: it was. Thank you, TJ. So Five Iron Frenzy, as we've discussed before, is from Denver, Colorado. Their career was from 1995 to 2003, when the end was near and then here. And then they came back for this record. This was their comeback record uh, over 10 years from when they had done their last record. It was quite a big comeback record for many reasons. Um Band members, they have a lot. They're a ska band. They got a lot of people in their band. And so they have everyone back that they've had before, which is Reese on vocals, Mike on guitar, Andrew on drums, Nathaniel Brad on trumpet, Dennis on trombone, Leonore Jeff the Girl, who we've had the honor of talking to last year. You should definitely yes. check it out if you haven't. Friend of the On show. saxophone. And Sonny Johnston on guitars. But what's different is that Scott Kerr came back, and he was the original... One of the original guitarists, and he was on the first two records, and then left the band. But he was back here, so this is his first uh, time, first album in the band since our newest album ever. Oh, wow! Right. And then they did have uh, Keith, their original bassist, did not come back. So Scott came back. Was originally playing guitar in the f- first time he was in the band, but he plays bass now. I plays bass, but he okay. writes mm-hmm. all the songs now. So yep. he's still like playing guitar for writing right. it. And I'll talk more about member. that layer. Yes, definitely. And he was back then. I think that was part of what made his loss so significant whenever he left because he wrote most of their songs. Mm -hmm. But Engine of a Million Plots was released November 26th of 2013. So we are covering it getting ready for its 10th anniversary. But I believe when this record is releasing, uh, it should be on Five Iron Frenzy Day too. So it's like the perfect culmination of like this record's 10th anniversary and on Five Iron Frenzy Day, which is November 22nd.
0: Josh, you're Mm, the best at this kind of
2: thing. Thanks for making us so cool. This is the nerdy stuff that I care about that probably three other people like care about. But that's why we do what we do.
1: That's right. Yeah, I'm here
2: for it. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. This is their sixth LP in their big comeback record. It was on the label. It was self-released. And the label is Department of Biophysics, which is very Five Iron for them to say. (laughs) It is. It is. I'm sure you know, TJ. I'm curious. You probably know. But... Uh, This album was a Kickstarter campaign. I did know that. Yeah. Yes, and the initial goal set was thirty thousand dollars. It was when they launched it. It was met within fifty-five minutes and went on to ultimately raise two hundred and seven thousand nine hundred eighty dollars. That's a house, y'all. Four thousand. Yes, backers. Especially in 2013, yeah, in that yeah. economy, yeah, not so much now, but definitely back then. Which at the time broke Kickstarter's record for most funded musical projects. Oh,
0: I didn't know that. Yes, that's cool. It, that they've been broke a beaten Kickstarter record. since,
2: but it did at that time. That's attracted amazing. considerable media attention from news publications documenting the website's the website's growing notoriety. Mm-hmm. So, wow. big record for many reasons. Brad, it was produced by Jeremy. S.H. Griffith and Scott Kerr. Jeremy Griffith has done, he did Under Disambiguation. He's done mm-hmm. Meridional and Death Rattle Sing For Me by Norma oh. Jean. He okay. also did John Mark McMillan's Economy, I found. Oh,
1: wow.
0: Okay. Yep. Cool.
2: Yep. And I think him and Dennis worked together. I think Dennis worked in their studio, so that's why they went with him. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Charts and Performance, this debuted on Billboard 200 at number 118. Billboard nice. Christian at number eight, and like I said, songwriting mm-hmm. credits—it's all basically going to be Scott Kerr, Reese Roper, and Dennis Culp. Reese is doing most of the lyrics, um, but there are some differences that I'll call out for specific songs. But I will say that, and we talked about this with Leonor a little bit of how they will write their songs—is that Scott will do a demo and like he'll like, what's the word I'm looking for? Midi horns. And passion, stuff like that. And even have, like, lyrics. He'll even have, like, the lyrics to get, like, vocal melodies. And then Reese will write his own lyrics, too. So there Mm. is an entire demos of this whole record of Scott's original songs that's on SoundCloud that uh, you can download. And it's really fun to listen to. And some of the songs are really cool. So I have it and I've jammed it a couple times because it's fun to hear like their
0: songs in their original form and then what they became later and see how much right. they did or didn't change. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's always fun to see the evolution of a song from mm-hmm. demo to And you get completely like different vocalists singing right. different, totally
2: different words, which is fun. Uh, my last thing that I found in the credits was cool is that art direction and layout and also management was by Michael Almquist. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Fine. that's rad. If all goes well,
0: a uh, little teaser, yeah. you should be hearing mm-hmm.
2: from him soon in the future.
0: Yeah, That's true. Yeah. And we might be able to dig up some more dirt on how that all came to be. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. So that's uh, all my research. It was a lot. I appreciate you very much. Cool.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, I have not much to contribute, so I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> is this also... Uh, TJ Wishlist record. Mm. I don't know if it's it's technically a wishlist, but this is one. Yeah,
0: I don't know if it technically is, but it's a big one for me. Though you've
1: talked about since the inception of the show.
0: Yep. Yeah, because this show, like, I don't know. For me, it's exciting to have a an opportunity to cover bands that had, you know, like maybe the height of their career in a certain. Atmosphere was, you know, when we were in high school or college, right? right. And then those, a lot of those bands kind of went the way of the Buffalo, to quote an MXPX album. <laughs> and, and the, and a lot of them came back or are coming back or are reforming in a different way. And so this album is sort of a, a shorthand for that. It's a, it's a, a representative of that idea of these bands that like had a really great career and then could have stopped but like came back and in my opinion better than ever like i really i think that they've honed a lot of what made them interesting and fun in you know this album that we're going to cover we'll get into how you know how they did that and what that looks like and also until this shakes apart like we did we did two episodes on that album and it was very contentious for me but i'm still just like so amped that we covered it and that they made it and that it's like a part of this ongoing conversation that we're having about bands that, you know, had this amazing uh, career and experience and were a part of a cultural phenomenon, you know, be it a subculture or mainstream. And then right. now they're like, you know, back and and doing interesting things today. I, I just love that. I love the kind of duality of it um, yeah. and how there's a history and a modern component, too. Yeah. And how they're that's doing it cool. in like a totally different model of like yes. we right.
2: just will play shows on weekends and furnace fests and yeah, and then we'll record a record every couple years because we're all adults and live across the country. But like, right, right, that's a totally new model for a band mm-hmm. for the most part. But it's cool that yeah, that is
1: really them. cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. So TG's going to bop it.
0: Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe I would love to
1: hear more yeah. about
2: when this record came out like for you TJ and what your experience was with this yeah
0: I mean I remember listening to it when it dropped did you contribute to the kickstarter yeah a little bit I didn't I didn't have a lot of money at the time but uh yeah I gave what I had yeah it was just I don't know it was an exciting thing that was another part of I think why this album was big for me is like it just it was this group kind of movement that everybody was a part of contributing toward and, and and creating yeah, and I, and the the single that they uh, dropped early on was exciting. There was just a lot about it that was really that had a lot of like groundswell and energy. Um, in in this kind of yeah subculture group of people, like a, a handful of friends of mine that I knew were Five Iron fans were talking about it, and so it just kind of has a special place in my heart for the, for that reason, right. But also, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's gonna be a bop for me, big time. So, cool. What about you, Kylan? What are you thinking? I don't know. I'm not familiar with this record. I think I have listened to it because of you. Would be. I'm, I'm like fairly sure. Was certain. when it around the time it came out. I think so. It was a while yeah. ago. I was pretty amped on it, so I wouldn't be surprised if I. Yeah. Was like, hey, listen to this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Join me. And
1: so I have like vague memory, and I'm looking at, I'm looking at the track list, and. I remember the names of these songs, like I'm Jack Smirking Revenge, Mm -hmm. Blizzards and Bygones sounds really familiar to me, too. Uh, Yeah, I don't know, man, but I really liked Until This Shakes Apart, and I'm really excited to dig into this. I think it's going to bop for me. I think I'm going to want a shorter record, but despite that, I think I'm, you know, in 2023, I've been a little more magnanimous with my- (laughs) That's uh, true with doling out my, my bops, you know. So uh, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I think it's gonna bop. I don't think I'm gonna like discover something new that I'm like really excited about. I'm gonna I'm gonna predict a bop. Now ooh. I wanna know uh about you Josh because I think this this is like a kinda big record for you too, right? This is a big record. Uh I have my vinyl yes. copy. There yeah. it is. Ooh, there ooh, it is.
2: Yeah know. you do. Look at that. Yep. So this was a fun record because before this, I knew a Five Iron Frenzy. I, I knew Oh Canada. I knew You Can't Handle This. And I knew some of the mm-hmm. These Are Not My Pants opera songs. Yes. But for some reason, yeah, I just didn't know Five Iron or like I miss them, And I think there's a little bit of an age thing there potentially. I was more of the Relying yeah. K crowd instead of the Five Iron. Right. So I didn't know anything. Sure. Um, so I wasn't like a Fire Iron fan or something like that. But do you guys ever just have those records where like something's coming out and you just have a feeling about, you're like, I feel like I'm really going to like this record.
1: Yep. <laughs> That's happened a couple of uh-huh. times to me. Yep. And
2: when it lands, like it makes it even more special yep. because yes. I was, I had no reason to be excited for this record. I had no skin in the game with Five Iron of like, right. oh, I'm so glad Five Iron's back. I really want this record to rule. Right. But like, I think I watched- I, yeah, I had no stakes in the game. But I'd watched the music video that they released for Into Your Veins. And I was like, I kind of like this. And so like, I, I just had a feeling that I was really going to like the record. Really and, and I was it. like, oh, yeah. I don't know yeah. why. I have no reason to justify this. And then it came out, and I absolutely loved it. I remember I was listening to it like three or four times a day for like the first week or two that it was out. And nice. like, it was just such a... like a fun way to be like I I had a feeling about this record and it was true and I don't know, I just loved everything about like I like the artwork and like the themes present and it, it came out in in November and I just was I don't know, it was just a great time where I was just in love with this record and enjoying it and having a great time and kind of brought me into Five Iron Frenzy. Uh, this is my favorite five iron frenzy record and nice. yeah. So it's it was very special to me and it's still like I remember whenever we were a little while ago, it was probably around the time Till the Shakespeare was about to come out or y'all had covered the uh, our newest album ever or something like that and I was mm-hmm. listening to it again and I was like this is so much fun. Like I, I I hadn't listened to it in a while but it had I still think it holds up. It's been a while since I've listened to it. I can't remember the last time I did. Maybe a year or two ago. Sweet, so, right? Yeah, okay. right. It's definitely going to be a bop for me. I will say. Sweet, that. sweet. I
1: I do enjoy this dynamic. We've had it a couple times on the show, where it's like two people that are a lot more familiar with an artist, and then one person that's not. Like I I think like our artist in the ambulance episode, right? Like mm-hmm. TJ was. You know, yeah. I like I I like this dynamic. It, it's it's interesting to me. We're like,
2: will you come yeah. into the fold? With us? <laughs> right? <So. laughs> yeah, yeah. And or the does grumpy it grumpy old cantankerous me?
1: It's like, I don't want to be, a don't want to play with you guys. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) But we'll see, you know? So we're going to take a week and listen to Engine of a Million Plots. After you listen to some sweet, sweet ads, uh, we'll go through track by track. Yeah, we will. Gentlemen, I want to talk to you about our favorite sponsor ever. Is it Colgate? Nope. Is it? I've never brushed my teeth. Oh no! You, you <laughs> never. And they're still no. intact, man. How they're fake?
0: Oh, right. That's, That's true. That part That's is
1: true, true. Everybody, I do brush my teeth, but my front four teeth are fake. This is a great <laughs> ad for <laughs> Oh dot com. I forgot it was, uh, to think of another another guy was an ad. C o l. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Colgate, Call, Oh my God. Collard greens. Collide. Yes, this episode brought to you by Collard Greens and CollideRecords.com. So. Fun fact if you are anyone that is not Josh Olson, uh, <laughs> who already has Engine of a Million Plots on vinyl, guess what? You can get it from colliderecords.com.
0: No way. And you can yes, also you get can. the CD, which I also yeah. have. Okay. Ooh.
1: There you go. Then you can be as cool Rub as it Josh. In our <laughs> face, <man. laughs> no, no, no. TJ, we can go do this. We can go right. be as cool as Josh. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Um, Let's do it. Yeah, they have it on sale. It's only, the vinyl's only 30 bucks. Nice. They've got a lot of five iron stuff, which is pretty cool. Which, it's a great, it's a great package, I'll say. And, yeah. until this shakes apart, I know
2: Unoriginal Vinyl did that one, so, and they did the Between the Pavement and the Stars Vinyl as well, at which Unoriginal Vinyl always does killer stuff, so. Quality. And I have the engine, so I know all the records that they have are going to be great records, easily worth the price. But love that. There's something about the price that
1: makes it even easier. Might it be a promo code? It is. I believe it it may be. <laughs> <laughs> that was we all tried. We all tried. So, okay, listen. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to type 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 on your computer. How is that collide again? collide records. type type type. <laughs> okay. Collide That's records. The way it's my it's three
2: buttons. That's all it takes. <laughs> or
1: <laughs> or if you want to do this in a different way, if you go to colliderecords.com Forward slash products forward slash five dash iron dash frenzy dash engine dash million dash plots dash vinyl question mark underscore POS equal sign four ampersand underscore PSQ equal sign five plus iron ampersand underscore SS equal sign E ampersand underscore V equal sign one that That'll take you to the page where you can buy... Engine of a Million Plots on it's vinyl. It's that, <laughs> it's that easy. It's that easy. It couldn't be easier. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to checkout and type in promo code. No. <laughs> Church Jams Now.
0: Oh, for oh that For 20% was off. Okay. That's easy. Okay. Great, that part's great.
1: easy, for sure. For Got 20% it. off your first purchase. 20%? That's unreal. Yeah, for 20% off your first purchase. And that'll tell them that we sent you. So you should definitely buy that record. Or, you know,
2: it's almost Christmas. Buy it for someone else in your life that doesn't have these records on vinyl. There you go. There it is. Tell
1: them like they can TJ. be as cool buy as it Josh. Buy for TJ. Yeah, <laughs> buy for yeah, TJ. Yeah,
0: <laughs> buy it for TJ.
1: Yes, please. Merry Christmas. That is uh, going to be it. Let's get back to the show. Hey. Yo. Have you guys heard of Patreon? Pa- Patri Patreon. Pat- Pat- like Patreon? Patron- were you patron- kill your dad? No, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> are starting this over. <laughs> we can start uh, <laughs> hey have you guys heard of patreon
3: <laughs> yes i have
1: <laughs> have you heard of patreon.com slash church jams now podcast
0: weirdly yes i have oh, i've cool. actually been there a few times believe it or not Ah, cool that's pretty rad but i don't know if our listeners have so you could tell them well our patrons it. do
1: and the funny ironic thing is that the patrons won't even hear this right so They don't know we're talking about them right now. The beauty of this podcast, That is the beauty of this podcast, is if you join our Patreon, which starts at only $2 a month. Uh, For $2 a month, you can listen to the whole show early and without ads, which is pretty rad. And we do a radio show called WCJN. And then our tiers go up from there. We do trivia night. We're just kind of like on Zoom, just like hang out with people. We've got one coming up, another one coming up this year. So it's a good time to get in. Maybe, maybe gift someone, you know, the, the jammer in your life who you don't the know what else to get them
0: in your life that <laughs> get them just access loves obscure <laughs> music content. Yeah. Music podcast content. Yep. Gift
1: them access. <laughs> what more could they want? To our bonus episodes on patreon.com sharechams now podcast. And I believe there's something else you can do to help us out.
2: Yeah. It, it, if you're not a patron and not looking to gift a patron experience to that lucky jammer in your life, uh, what you can do that we would greatly appreciate that costs you absolutely nothing, only nothing. a few seconds of your time, is if you could rate and or review us on Spotify and Apple or whatever your podcast listening platform of choice. Those ratings and reviews really help us. Uh, they help us climb the podcast charts, if you will, and they help with algorithms and placements and stuff like that. So we don't make the rules, but it, it helps us out a lot. So we would appreciate if you guys could Leave us something there. Give us a couple stars. However many stars you think we're deserving. Five would be, sure. great, but Five whatever would be your, great, but whatever your yeah. heart says, you know, do what you yeah. must do.
0: You know, you can rate Kylan Scoff Fatigue as a one. Just the podcast, if you could be a little more generous, that would that's be great. That's true. That's a very that important great. clarifying distinction. Yeah, we DJ. want to qualify that. Yes, like, that's true. The opinions of each of these hosts doesn't reflect the overall stances and views of cjn <laughs> as an organization so just keep it straight y'all
2: in fact yep. if you want to really stick it to kylan give him even more Scott fatigue if we get so many five-star reviews I'm, I'm, maybe we can just make kylan do even more Scott records we'll do like a so, mini series like, that's your way
1: okay to how about it to this him. how about this guys A if mini series. if there we is. do if we get a hundred five-star reviews October of 2024 will not Ooh. be October, but will be known as scott October. <laughs> Keep the C, though. scott Yeah, scott yeah. yeah. Scott-tober. Scott-tober, yeah. All right, Scott-tober. that's enough. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Church Jams Now. I really hope you enjoyed those ads as much as we enjoyed making them, which was quite a bit. Oh, yeah. We listened to Engine of a Million Plots by Five Iron Frenzy, and... Guys, I don't know
0: what y'all made me do. Did you have to wander through a dark and stormy night Kyle? Kind of like? uh,
1: oh, I did. I did. And, you know, hmm. against a sea of troubles, I traveled yep. so far. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's right. But you know what? Maybe it's someone else's problem.
2: <laughs> Probably is. Maybe you it's Maybelline.
0: You might also no, to study okay. Zen
2: and the artisanophobia. Probably need to start a fire on your journeys to keep warm <laughs> at night.
1: <laughs> no, okay. So what I mean by that guys, is I'm a little upset with y'all for making me listen to this
0: record. Okay. Because. <laughs> go on. You've got us on the edge of our seats because here. Because I have a... You've got a character. You've got a i have
1: a, a, a reputation have to keep up. I have a reputation to oh. uphold, sir. Mm, okay. And as to make as the resident in that. internet ska's the punching bag. Yes, That's as
0: right. the ska miser, You are... Our lovely ska miser, I
1: might be a Five Iron Frenzy fan Mm -hmm. (laughs) after Mm -hmm. listening to this.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Okay, for some reason, I put, and I I feel like they had to have said it whenever this album was close to coming out, that they called themselves, like, this album was, like, rock with horns. It wasn't, like, Ska, because I put that as, like, the genre in iTunes. I used to love to put, like, funny genres in iTunes when I was a young teenager and
1: <laughs> 20 year old but i remember that don't was in there like so you they don't had to still have... do you don't act like you wouldn't still do that if you're no. still using itunes primarily probably true <laughs>
0: yeah yeah if spotify had
2: that option it's true but yeah so i do remember them they had to have said that somewhere i couldn't find where it was that they called it more rock so this isn't like I'm sure the ska pure start, there like,
0: this isn't real ska, so I think you're safe is what I'm saying. Okay, okay, cool. I can still (laughs) hate ska. It's like five iron steps sideways from where they were before and they were like. Yeah, but it's "Hmm."
1: funny, I have actually some specific notes that are along these lines for later in the record. But those are my general thoughts. I don't know if y'all have any general thoughts before we dive into the record.
2: I just want everyone to know that TJ is here in person in
1: Texas. And, and. Clink, clink. We have to say a big old whop and thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers and Collide Records.
0: Yes, thank you.
1: For helping us out, we are all recording on some brand new podcasting equipment, and we feel cool as hell. Professional yeah. studio grade <laughs> quality mics studio only grade. on Church Jams now. Quality That's mics. right. It's so lovely. No more weird peeking from me.
2: You have internet now. I have it's internet.
1: Great. Yeah, exactly. Internet. So it's smooth it's yeah. sailing
0: from here on out. Woohoo that that'll be a tough expectation to meet <laughs> <laughs> yeah From yeah here. yeah no you here know here. what you're right let's Smooth keep sailing against, against the, the a... sea of troubles you mean <laughs> <laughs>
2: on a dark can we absurd. just I don't know uh, how we're going to do
1: that josh if you edit this episode can you just start making my audio glitch right, g- right here, right here. glitch out just to maintain <laughs>
4: expectations <laughs> yeah. for
1: everybody Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Everybody. laughs> get, get real just cut it. Just you guys are yeah just chop it up a
3: little bit like randomly
1: um, okay. Well, are we ready? Well, okay, I, I am I am curious. I just want to say this is two episodes in a row that
2: you've been grumpy
1: <laughs> at the beginning at of the our beginning. part B, but it's yep.
2: grumpy for a, it sounds like a good reason, is what I'm gathering. So I'm excited Correct. to hear I, here's more about I'm that.
1: I'm not actually grumpy, I'm much better this week than okay, I was good. Than I was last time. That. Uh yep. it's probably all the horns I've been hearing in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, enough to get you
0: chipper and happy.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, last week when we were doing that episode, I was just raging against a sea of troubles, and this week, I'm, you know, (laughs) so far it's smooth sailing. Yep. So, uh, let's go ahead and jump right into track number one: "Against a Sea of Troubles."
0: anyone else feel like the opening of this album is like drifting to a shore like you've like washed up from a wreck on sure. a, a shore that guitar washing in mm-hmm. yeah oh, yeah it's a beautiful it. intro i it love is. it it's lovely it paints a picture and then it's just and then it just jumps right in and this horn arrangement yeah Mm.
2: So, Kylan, is this what you were expecting when you are like, oh, we're doing another Five Iron record, like ska, like, I know, first song, what's your first thoughts? I was expecting
1: it a little more because we did do... That's true, Until It Shakes Apart. Until It Shakes Apart. Yeah. Yeah. So I was expecting a little more kind of like that, which this delivered on. Mm -hmm. Well, I got to get it out of the way. Sweet, sweet Mm -hmm.
2: bass. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's like some sweet,
1: sweet
0: like like pop punk bass. And you know like like when your you just...
2: bassist is writing all the music, you know yep. he's gonna be high in those the mix. lines yeah.
0: are gonna <laughs> yeah. be perfect. They're gonna be stellar. Yeah, the mix is gonna be great mm-hmm. for the bass. Also,
1: guys, his vocal performance on this song, does he not sound like Chris Carraba from Dashboard Confessional?
2: Huh. I could hear a little bit of that. Not on the chorus, think... but,
1: but listen in these verses. Kind like, of like, like an alter the ending whispery kind. Of thing. Yes, exactly. Like, like later dashboard. dashboard. Yeah, later uh-huh. dashboard. It's like that kind of whispery.
0: Yep. I get okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't I get that out of my head. That and I, I, I wouldn't. Can't I wouldn't have placed that because Reese was like <laughs> Reese was in my life much before that stuff. And so, right. if if anything, I would have c- compared Karaba to Reese. Oh, but see, his
1: voice doesn't always but, sound like that. It's very
0: specifically no, on it, this song. Yeah, it's it, that kind delivery. of like.
1: Like when Chris Caraba does that thing on, on on later dashboard records where it's like Right. Like he's almost trying too hard to kind of whisper sing.
0: <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. like got yeah, that same kind of delivery. Right. Dude, the my first note was um other than the little like island visual of that washy guitar, was just like, Well, Five Iron grew up. Yeah. Like there, it's such a mature and kind of dialed in sound. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not wasting any time letting us know, like, they've really shown up in a new way, they're taking this record seriously, but it's not lacking the kind of, like, unique sound, the great blend of horn arrangements, like, the engaging elements that we've come to know and love that that are 5-iron, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I love that. They haven't lost themselves, Yeah,
1: I specifically, I love the, like, and I have a lot more notes about this uh, later on, but... I like the like pretty intense lyrics with the really fun melodies. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh yeah, and the lyrics are all very "to be
2: or not to be" inspired. Yes, from yep. Hamlet's famous soliloquy, right?
1: Josh, can can you read that whole soliloquy right now yeah. for context?
2: Um, okay. I actually happen to have my uh, skull here that I can. Yes. Perform to, you know? Perfect. You can just Should use, use my head be. if you want. Yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> <here>. yeah, <laughs> yeah just you can TJ's just head. Yeah, here
1: we go. Hold on. We i got to take a to screenshot be. of that.
2: That is the question. Whether it's his <laughs> nobler to suffer, I don't know the actual, but he says to suffer slings and arrows, there's a pull from that,
4: mm-hmm.
2: uh, or take arms against the sea of troubles, where the song gets its title from. And mm-hmm. then he also says, uh he mentions the mortal coil. Mm-hmm. Very, Very Shakespearean, Shakespearean intro. Yeah, which is cool, you know?
1: Yeah, which, if I'm going to
2: be honest, most of my, if I'm going to hear this a little quick, I'd be like, oh, Five Iron, that's more my touch point than
1: <laughs> actual Hamlet, than <laughs> actual Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah. Right,
0: a reference of a reference.
1: <laughs> yep. Of an well, he does He does that, I will say, he does references
0: really well throughout Super this World. entire entire yep. record. Because he couches um, them in, like, substantive... Lyrical content—it's not just reference for reference' sake, right? Like, Correct. And this is a great example of that. And like, you're mm-hmm. not just like sitting there going, like, "Wait, this is like a a, a Shakespeare scene put to music." Like, it, right. it feels so natural. You wouldn't you you could hear this song and never realize that it's a reference mm-hmm. to Hamlet, right? But if you know it, it's also like, "Oh, I see what you did there." Do we know if the thunder peeling line is also Hamlet?
1: Might be I It's at the end. I didn't look it up. Yeah. I cannot um, hear you through the thunder's peal.
0: Yeah. My only hope is that you cannot not be real. That's good. I love that line because it's very so good. economical. And it just like, you know what he's saying. It lands with and me. And it feels very on
2: brand for them too. Like yes. to say that, but then flip it kind of on its head, use the double negative as a fun way, yeah. but yes. it still doesn't take away from like the serious
0: kind of plea in there. If anything, right. I think it strengthens it. Because a lot of times thinking about like that double negative, you sometimes in your vernacular or your vocabulary, like you when you're struggling through something, you use weird language because you're so you're like in such turmoil Mm -hmm. or you're like in an emotional place. And so your (laughs) words may not always make the most sense. And so the double negative to me actually is kind of like a strong choice. No, I like it. And you're right. It's fun. It's like this is classic five iron goofiness. Yeah. But also super serious. I, I yeah I think the ending of the song is so. Spoiler fun.
1: alert! I loved the lyrics on this record. How could hey, you? Not? <laughs> of course, I'm glad I know, but that you I'm just not came a lyric out and guy. said it. Yeah, yeah, that's, I'm just that's like,
0: so cool. I love it.
1: I'm such a vibe guy, but you know, there's a lot to dig into. Yeah, and there yeah. really is, and I'm so excited to dig into it. I can't. Also, can, later we, also
0: can we just mention how the neatness of the last is it the last line in the first song of this record being with my last breath. Like, it's the opening sort of line or idea from the band right. mm-hmm. for this album, but it's about someone's last breath. Oh. I th- I thought that was kind of cool. There's like some poetic symmetry in there. Yeah, I didn't sure. even
2: notice that. Speaking of symmetry, I did think that the arrangement of the song is kind of interesting because mm-hmm. what I would call the chorus mm-hmm. is the my only thought part with my last breath but like it happens so quick like it feels it's like it's like a, a pre-chorus or a tag or yeah yeah. Yeah, totally. yeah and then they go into what feels like when they go into it like the way it hits where they're saying one last night against a sea of troubles which is my favorite part of the song when love that it. hits at like 148 i love that but it's like that feels like a chorus but it functions more as just a bridge yeah and mm-hmm. so it's strange how like you're like, you're getting a mini chorus, and then this yeah. is technically the bridge, because they only do it once, but it's just always st- seems weird to me, but mm. I like it. But it, it works. Yeah, it it, it still kind of makes this song feel like a little bit more of a glorified intro track, because you don't get like a full, a full structure or like, arrangement song, right, but right. it doesn't make it any lesser. But I like right. that.
1: It does, you know, what a good first track should do. It does set you up, I think, for yeah. what you're going to what you're going to get on this record.
0: And, like, the song's pretty short. It gets in and gets mm-hmm. out, doesn't it? So, Mostly like, songs do. <laughs> it's yeah. I, I really love that. Like, because it doesn't feel, it's not one of those that I'm left wanting too much more. I, I am left wanting right. exactly the right amount more, which is, you know, track two. Yeah. And it's complete with that organ outro, which is just, like, yeah. um, m- moody and cathartic. Yeah, which kind of,
1: you know, going back to symmetry, kind of matches the intro a little bit, but is a little bit
0: different. Right. Different tonal, different instrument creating a different Mm -hmm. tone, but it's still that kind of washy drone thing. Yeah.
1: Well, so far it seems like we're pretty on board with this record. Sounds like it. Let's move on to track number two, So Far. So Far. Great transition from track one. Oh, yeah, I good. love. I wish every record had was this clean transitions between uh-huh. songs. Mm-hmm. Me too. I just, I just love it. And okay, sorry. I, I, I'm I'm not trying to to hog the conversation. I just feel like this was the most unexpected. For me, you know, like I experienced yeah. the most hey, sort of like new this is like an awakening <laughs> for you, and yeah, we're here to witness hey, it. Man. TJ and I and part A were just like,
2: Yeah, we've loved this record for 10 years, of course. Yeah. So, this, this is, is all you, do, man. Yeah, yeah. the
1: it. the dark synthy opening is like super good, feels reminiscent of like some John Carpenter kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. And then I love that, okay, we talked about, like, the Shakespeare of it all in, in track one. Mm-hmm. And so then I love that they follow it up with just, like, the most comic book Super song heroes, of all time. the Hulk, <laughs> Human Torch. So I don't know if y'all did this, but, and, you know, I, I don't know how necessary it is, but I decided to compile sort of all, all of, all of the comic book necessary. references. Go yeah, it, I felt so. Um, so he says, Leaping Buildings in a Single Bound, obviously Superman, Gamma Rays are right. from the Hulk. Hulk, yeah. Uh, Vita Rays from Captain America, that's what they use right, in the Super right. Serum. And Web Swinging is just wishful thinking, which I love, Mm-hmm. is from Spider-Man.
0: Friendly Neighborhood.
1: And yeah, I just love that he followed up with like, "Here's all these Shakespearean references," <laughs> yep. and
0: now let's talk <laughs> comic I mean, books. You thought and we were so s-
2: grown up? Now here's a superhero. We went song.
0: back, yep. right? But but showing the range is the fun part in two exactly. songs. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think it's
1: sequenced perfectly
0: Mm-hmm. because it it also
1: it it's it's just taking different elements of culture and sort of which on the two other records of theirs that that we covered. I feel like Reese has done a really good job of that lyrically, of taking cultural reference points mm-hmm. and personalizing them mm-hmm. and outputting them as something different. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because no, it doesn't it, feel it, the like song isn't just yeah. Once again, right. yeah, it's not just reference for reference' sake. Like, right. It you know it it could be seen that way like a little bit. Like okay, let's try to cram in as many superhero references, but they all make sense within the context of the song.
0: I especially think, like, the more you know, like, you kind of, like, figure out who Reese is as a person and who they are as a band, if you see them live or in, even just video of them live, like, you immediately kind of grasp, like, oh, this is just, like, them being authentic. And, like, this is how Reese writes. Well, yeah, this Well,
2: especially this coming sense. out in 2013 when, like, the MCU, like... It was one, one year is, after is Avengers. Getting, right, it's, yep. like that could feel like oh you're just cashing in but it's like they've also done songs like wizard needs food badly like this they could have done this song even if the mcu hadn't
0: started yet completely, completely. yeah mm-hmm. they they would have written this song yeah if you know they were just reading comic books in their basement yep which right they probably did so there yeah there's a level of authenticity to it also sonically that moment that like weird like secret agent man breakdown where it goes mm-hmm. from like straight ahead punk pop to like With that weird bass line that again is like Scott just doing what he's going to do in the best way. I love that. That's like my favorite moment in the song because again, it's kind of unpredictable. Like you didn't didn't see it coming and you're just like, well, this is bizarre and doesn't feel like it should work or make sense in this song. And yet it does so perfectly. I love that. I want to mention my favorite
2: part or one of my favorite parts. I love the chorus. It's so funny because so far there's nothing that you and I can't do. So far, well, mostly so far, it's all been you. Yes, that's yeah. so good. And the way like he delivers it too, it's like a well, mostly so far, it's all been you. you. Like like yeah. I'm realizing this, I have to admit it. Like I love it's a funny idea and
0: just how yeah. he delivers it too is just perfect. It's it. a winking humility. It's like uh, well, I guess it was you the whole time. Yeah, I just I love that so. But it also does similar to what we were saying earlier. Like it there's it doesn't lack like gravitas too. Like it's like an admission of your need for that other person. Or
1: well, do you guys think too? This is almost a I don't know. This is pure speculation. Talking out my ass, but do you think this is maybe sort of like a sequel to uh, Superpowers from our newest album ever? All right. I could see because it. that like whole thing siblings, too is like ta- also talking about like, hey, we're not that great,
0: right? We've been given superpowers. we've been given
1: superpowers, and then yes. you know, the line in this is like it's all mostly been you. Like I don't mm-hmm. know that that clicked for me. Yeah, purely yeah. because of this show. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> purely because now I, I have like
2: context. No, I,
0: was... I I think you're onto something there.
2: No, I definitely think so. I guess a quote from Reese on this song that I thought was pretty funny. Uh, He was talking about how Scott was writing the album, and he would put placeholder lyrics in, and he said, Reese says... Oh, I read this, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Scott had written this beautiful song about his wife called So Far, which I completely annihilated with stupid references to comic book characters. Yeah, I'm that bad of a person. I tried to make it be about God to remove some of my guilt, but I am still haunted by my utter wretchedness. Lo, I am but a worm and not a man, (laughs) scorned by everyone and despised by the people. Anyway... It's some song about how we need the Lord because the things that comics have told us will give us superpowers will actually only kill us.
0: And that quote is so great because it's like he's being totally serious and a absolute goofball. Yes, the whole time. That's Five iron. Yeah. yeah, which he's so good uh, at. Yeah, yeah. And it's that effortlessness and like natural way that it comes across, and it's like it—you know—it doesn't feel forced. It's so endearing. Right. I can't help but love it. <laughs> but there, but what I love about this album and these songs really showcase that. They can grow up and they can really like address some heavy topics and some serious Mm -hmm. themes without losing that like fun spiritedness and and like you know upbeat and goofy energy. Um, It doesn't have to be one or the other, you know. Like it can be both.
1: Well, I, I I put that note on another song, but it's not specific to that song. It's more about the album as a whole. So I'll give it here. Like I love how angry five iron is oh totally <laughs> like, yeah you know what i mean like yeah because the music is so fun and they do they do that balancing act of being mm-hmm. of like recognizing the ridiculousness of life like like this sort of joe cutler who's who's been on the show friend of the show friend of life and i have talked about that a lot of like like happy nihilism which is mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. just absurdism yep. But like, there's a little bit of that anger that comes from, like, because nihilism mm-hmm. is is not practical. You guys know, um, no sir. Uh, <laughs> but once you did there, just that like, but there's a little bit of that anger, and I was trying to, I was talking to my wife about that today. Is like what I like about like these newer five iron records, like until it shakes apart, and this one, like political is not the right word, but. Just kind of mad at all the hypocrisy Mm -hmm. everywhere.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's in politics, in social commentary. Yeah, is the the phrase that I kept kind of referring to across this album. It's it's not entirely political. It seems wider and like larger in scope. And you know what though,
1: this seems like a really good discussion to continue into the next song. Definitely. Uh, Zen in the art of you. (laughs) Zen in the art of xenophobia. So first off, I have to say before we get too deep into it, on our Patreon, we're 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 gonna try something new, and we watch the music video for this song, and we're gonna kind of break it down and talk about it on there. So if you want to hear that, then just come hang out with us and on Patreon. Watch it. Yeah, exactly.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Can I start off talking about this song, please? Please. Okay, it's not my first note. I will go to my second note first. 10 out of 10 perfect song no notes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, that was your second that note. Was <laughs> second
2: note. <laughs> that was your second note. My okay. first note is why does this song not have over a million
0: streams? Mm, great first note. Which Dude, okay, first first note. and I'm going to talk
1: about this on the Patreon yeah. too. The music video only has 200,000 views. Video is so
0: good. That's
2: crazy. It's
1: insane to me.
2: But yeah, it's crazy I Five Iron as of this recording only has four songs on Spotify with over a million streams. And mm. this is like the fifth most streamed song on the record. And it was one of the singles. It got the biggest budget mm-hmm. for the music video. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't understand why this song is not huge. Yep. I agree. I got, it's bonkers to this me. This is kind of the song on this record for mm-hmm. in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like
1: Yeah. So I, I have two favorites on this record. Okay. Me so mm-hmm. this is my well. The other favorite depends on context, and we'll 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 get into that. So besides that one, this is my favorite. I know it might be basic because it was like the single, but this is like the song is just so it's so good, fucking
0: good man. It's so good. It really is. At the risk of making the episode unnecessarily long, I just want to read the lyrics because I just I kind of want the Please. lyrics to speak for themselves. Yeah, because like, we can the, say yeah. a lot about it, but like. I feel yeah. like, because cause they're one of those bands, too, that you're bopping along with so much that you kind of can miss sometimes how great right. the lyrics are, mm-hmm. right? For sure. So I thought, like, if we're covering some lyrics that we, and you now, Kylan, have joined the ranks of the Reese Lyric appreciators. Um, so if we're all on board, it's like, let's, let's read the dang things.
2: I would say, do you want to read it from my booklet? But oh. they're actually pretty small and hard to read. So. They are. Yeah. Shoot. <laughs>
0: All right, well, you can correct me if, no, I, if I miss anything. He's, he's our copywriter He'll here small. on the show. So verse one, cling to your God and your guns, the banjos playing, hot cross buns. Even just that is so great. <laughs> Bucket <laughs> seats set to recline, no need to cross the country the county line. Are the Arabs closing ranks, about to roll some Russian tanks, shut the doors and save the kids, lock and load, just like Jesus did. Great line. Great line. Choruses The United States of Amnesia, make us numb, make it dumb, anesthesia. Cut the cord, close the door, we don't know you. It's the it's Zen and the art of xenophobia. And then verse two, let's keep them separate, Melanin just can't succeed, give me liberty or something. It's better if you just don't read. Crank your phasers up to slaughter, turn your wine back into water. When you play this song, Al Qaeda wins. And Jesus was American, <laughs> <laughs> like that's so intense. Ooh. And oh, I'm hot.
1: <laughs> one of the cool? be- like one of the best like chunks of lyrics like maybe of all time. Like mm-hmm. it
0: totally. It's like bold
1: and yeah, and somehow
0: like and satirical, uh, and satirical. which they yeah. do very well too. Like and, and you're like not mad about it. You're like, oh, wait.
2: yeah. Well, and I will say I prefer this version because whenever until this shakes apart came out i texted y'all and i was like oh wow like this is like fire iron frenzy i said they're not like fire iron f- Funzy anymore they're like right. mad <laughs> yeah. and that's what i like about this song is like you can tell the heart and like the message of what reese is getting at but mm-hmm. it's packaged in a very fun very clever wordplay way oh yeah that mm-hmm. still makes it very fun to engage with mm-hmm. and then when until it shakes apart came out it was like just like pretty straightforward like we're angry. These yep. are well, the reasons Well, a lot why. has
1: happened from 2013 sure. until I when understand. that record yes, came out. Yes, it's like, course, okay, <laughs> we're no longer going to be fun. Like, I get right. yeah, I, I, anyway, I get that. And I, I, that was
0: definitely what they've talked about with that. But that, that is but what makes this what album I, interesting. Yes, that's what it's I really love about that. It hit after they were kind of just the silly band that, that definitely had a stance and stood for something, but they didn't inject a lot of that frustration or critique into their lyrics. Where here. I, th- I feel like what you're saying, Josh, is they're they're unapologetically doing that. They have decided to like inject kind of their their ethos or philosophy into not just sort of their you know banter in between songs at a live show, or you know if somebody interviews them, they have the opportunity to kind of make a stance on a certain issue. They've like gone ahead and said it in the lyrics now. Mm-hmm. Like, Reese is like, "Here we go. This is it." But there's still so much of that like kind of goofiness in life that that makes Five Iron a fun band to engage with. Sonically, you know, his vocal lines, they're so hooky. They're so easy to sing to and just kind of like bop along to. It really does seem to be like a balance that they've found to easily lean into. And then for the listener to be like, oh, wait, I need to kind of think about that and maybe reevaluate my stance on this. Mm Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Reese is challenging me a little bit, yeah. But he, but he's drawing me in. He's not pushing That's me the thing. away. Yeah. If it's right. if
2: it's if you're the, if you're at odds with the ideas he's presenting, the way he's presenting it is going to make you it be really like, I'm still going to think about this. Whereas if you present it in a lesser way, you're going to be like, Nah, not for me. Whatever. I don't want right. to hear this.
1: So, right. well, I think it's a very the thing that way. I like about yeah. it is kind of what I like about Five Iron as a whole is that like. This song could also have easily been written by an anti-Christian political punk band. Oh, completely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like,
1: like, but it's the same kind of anger at Mm -hmm. at the hypocrisy of Mm -hmm. of all Mm -hmm. of it. But it hits different when it's like like the calls coming from inside the house. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, Like,
0: we're on the same team, right? And they're saying this and fuck this, like. It's like an elbow in your side, as opposed to a gun to your head, kind of. Yeah. It's like, oh wait, okay. I I kind of see where you're coming from here, yeah. like because we're coming from the same place. Uh-huh. Yeah. But that
1: man, when you play this song, "Al Qaeda wins" and "Jesus was American," like
0: those oof, two lines oof, could oof. only like it, it, the whole song could be that, <laughs> and yeah. I'd be like, okay, yeah. Well, and I love the line <laughs> before: of, "Crank your phasers up to slaughter, turn your wine back, back into, you into water." water.
1: That's water. so good. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. All of it like... all of it. Because then yeah, because then I wanna say, let's keep them separate. Melanin just can't succeed. Give me liberty or something. It's better if you just don't read. Like mm-hmm. uh, especially mm-hmm. like in 2023, going into 2024. Like that Yeah. That just hits even harder. Even like, but yeah, it's just even The more. way politics are now, ten years after the fact.
0: Yep. You know, I mean there's there's there there have been a lot of great Poets and artists over the course of history that were that hit harder later, but like, right, like, I'm surprised
1: (laughs) that this didn't hit as hard when it came out, but I'm surprised that it hasn't had like a resurgence, a resurgence like the way The Office did when it went to Netflix, like, right, (laughs) right, Right. (laughs) yeah, it because it's even more applicable Mm. now, yes, so. Here's hoping it gets the CJN bump,
2: <laughs> of course, and especially the music video. The music video is so yeah, good. Music oh, video yeah. is. I want to so talk bad. about musically a little bit because I do love mm-hmm. the in the bridge where they add the little do 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 do's, and and basically anytime time shows up because it sounds like you can like hear her in there like peeking yeah. through. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know I love female vocals and songs and just like peppering it in there especially because there's like so many guys in the band like having Leonore's
0: voice in there is just like a great texture. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you need that feminine energy. So, yeah. That's a good point, Josh. Like there there are so many moments across this album and that's a great one where there was a little extra touch happening on these songs. Mm -hmm. Like the arrangement, the production, the amount of different voices, the amount of different horn parts that are layered and intentionally written out. Um, like, I feel like we're seeing some serious music theory chops getting played out and, and a lot of performance skill that, like, maybe they were just, like, really working on their instruments between, you know, when they... And they're 10 years off, they're, like, just yes, really
2: getting good. They're just, like, <laughs> yeah.
0: working, man, and it shows. Um, and it and I don't know, it made the, this album, when it came out, all the more exciting. It was, like, I was just floored. The musicianship, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, not just the the writing and, like... You know, the, the songwriting being really interesting, the lyric content, lyrical content being engaging. I was just like, the musicianship across the ZAM is amazing. Yes, the,
1: the musicianship and the production. Because, yes. okay, obviously more Sweet Sweet Bass. Oh, yeah. And I love the drums on this record. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, they are that perfect balance of feeling super compressed. And super loud and upfront mm. in the mix, and right. super live.
0: Yeah, they're punchy. Mm-hmm. There's some some crunch when they when it when it needs to be there. They're yeah, they're so fun, and yeah. they do feel live. Like it does feel like I'm just watching the drums, like yeah, be cracked in half <laughs> on every song. Honestly, I want to bring up. It's not a solo. It's not a
1: breakdown. It's like an instrumental part. This part right here. At 156. Just the tension in there mm-hmm. of like the notes that they're playing right there is just It mixes so well, I think, with the lyrical content and then it goes into like a horn part and it's mm-hmm, like, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I forget. <laughs> like Five Iron Frenzy is like all about the horns. It's just it's all so rad.
0: Yeah, and that was something too. I feel like this song is a great example of that. The the horns are never where they don't need to be. They're kind of only showing up in exactly the moment you want them, which makes it all the more rewarding. Or right after you kind
1: of forget about them, right? And so then it's like, oh, hell yeah!
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like they are more present than that. Like shameless plug. I was listening to not for (laughs) us, but uh, talking listening to the. You spring in Springsteen on my bean, the Adam Scott and Scott Ackerman, <laughs> But I just listened to the one where they talked about Darkness on the Edge of Town, which is my favorite Bruce Springsteen record.
0: Nice. And
2: there's only three songs where Clarence plays because it doesn't really fit mm. the vibe of that. But it's like when that happens, you're like oh yeah I wonder what Clarence has been doing this whole, this time, whole time when he's not playing but this <laughs> is not that way like they're they're everywhere throughout the record but like you said they don't show up in ways that they don't and then even if you do forget about them you can go back and listen and be like oh they've kind of been here the whole time they just right. fit so well mm-hmm. it wasn't drawing attention away from other things or whatever
0: yeah I love so it good. it's a great can song. I share a, a quote from Reese about this song please please it's a it's potentially equally as incendiary as the lyrics themselves so trigger warning anybody but here we go Re he says uh this is what you can do and i love this beginning part this is what you can do when you don't have a record label because uh, you know as we mentioned this record was crowdfunded and so there was just mm-hmm. like complete autonomy complete freedom to to really just go crazy on this he says, this is, what, this is what you can do when you don't have a record label. Also, this is what living in the gun-crazy center of the Shenandoah Valley, Virginia, does to you in an election year. <laughs> <laughs> I really believe that the biblical model is to let Christianity influence our politics, not to be the politics. Mm. There are a few things more embarrassing for me than the endless parade of Jack Watts. <laughs> He uses the term jackwads, which I love. Currently using the name of Jesus Christ for political gain in this country. Historically, the name of Christ has been used since the first century to justify countless atrocities. You would think that in a country that has barely just emerged from slavery and institutionalized racism, we would approach things with a bit more caution. We still don't get it. Stop using the name of Jesus in your politics. Our political machine is driven by fear and greed and the promise of those two things, neither one of them being an attribute espoused by anyone in the New Testament especially Jesus. Our nation is split in two with one side parading xenophobic madness as a means of political gain. This is not how Christ taught us to behave. And then he says, P.S. Christians, if you think that things like taking care of the earth, treating women and people with different skin color uh, than yours as equals, protecting children from being mowed down with semi-automatic rifles, feeding and clothing the poor, taking care of widows, the sick, and the elderly are political stances... You are being used. You have two jobs as a Christian, to love God and love others. And If your politics are getting in the way of that, if your fear is keeping others from doing that, then please rethink your life. <laughs> so, like, he's not pulling any punches, man. Like we well, like said, about. there's like, some anger even more coming up. Mm-hmm. relevant today. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's the crazy thing. Yeah. yeah. But I, I did think, like, having that full context of the song is pretty important because... Like I said, it's like it's no longer just in these quotes. Like, you, I didn't need to read that. And I think anyone actually paying attention to the lyrics of the song could have, you kind of already know that pretty much yeah. established. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is his perspective on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of love that he's just like not messing around. He's like, all right, guys. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get, let's get things figured out here. Yep. Let's like get it in line. And the wordplay is just great. Zen, so good. xenophobia. Like, oh, yeah. It mm-hmm. goes
1: together so well. Chef's kiss. Uh, yeah, I have nothing clever to say after that. Let's move on to track four, We Own the Skies. I love that guitar line
2: mm-hmm Yeah, That's so good. This is one of my faves from this record. Same, and not my favorite, but has always been up there. And I got to ment- I got to talk about it whenever we talked to Leonor. She asked about those right. moments, and there's just like I love the verses so much. But I mentioned mm-hmm. specifically, I think where he says, "My kingdom for a steady paycheck." Just like that whole oh, moment in the yeah. song is so good, but. The first verse, as well, like I'm a breadwinner, I chose to brick these walls somehow, and mm-hmm. just like the struggle that
1: goes along mm-hmm. with with that in
2: working a job and all of mm-hmm. your responsibilities, yeah, whatnot, but also like, couched
1: in this whole like almost I don't know ancient history medieval mm-hmm. kind of yeah mm-hmm. thing, you know, yeah. Josh, I, I wrote a lyric note of, of that whole thing. A Trojan horse inside my chest is screaming mm-hmm. for the life I left, yes, my kingdom I for a steady it. paycheck. Like, ah.
2: Yes. No, the way that that whole verse culminates and then as it, like, bursts into the chorus at that moment, like, yes, it's also good. And I do want to mention, I love how they have the guitars set up in the verses because you have – the one guitar playing the chord progression with the bass and the drums, and then you have the other guitar just like play that chord, and it just rings, rings out, out yep. while the other chords change under it, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Like One's ringing out and holding while the others mm-hmm. are changing, and more rhythmic in the yeah, next it's, section. It's, it's, it's
0: yep. Cool. It is. I'm glad you mentioned that, because I, I hadn't really parsed that out. I liked that moment, but couldn't articulate why. Mm-hmm. So, I appreciate you yeah. po- pointing my ears to the two different guitars yeah. kind of playing on each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is probably my third favorite, I think, on, on the record. Maybe mine too. So do you think this
1: song... Well, I mean, okay, there there's a lot of similar imagery across the record. Yes. Of winter and yes. fire. Dark, darkness. And cities night. and a Cold night. Yep. yep. This one to me felt the most like the inspiration for the artwork.
0: I could see either this one um against the Sea of Troubles or Dark and Stormy Night. I could see like any of the three of those being. I have the completely reference point.
2: two other options that I would say.
0: Oh, dang. What do you got? Well
1: okay, well this one for me <laughs> I'll talk was about like those. Okay. You know, he specifically talks about like cities
2: that's true. There is a city. It's kind of rubble yeah. in the Right, artwork.
1: which makes sense. But then the, tonight we burn the wintry frost of night. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. I don't know. Th- this one, to me, specifically felt like the most inspirational. Well, we'll, we'll have to ask Mike who we're yep. going to talk to. So Aye, We sure will. That's true. We're
0: going to get to the bottom of it. But I like that we can theorize first. That's fun. For sure. <laughs> Yeah, this is just a really triumphant song, but it's not, like, smug, you know? Like, it does feel like earned triumph. Yep. Yeah. You know?
2: And it's still, like, I don't know. It's still, like, you're still dealing with, like, it's not like, a, I have arrived. I I have. Yes. I am now triumphant. but It's, it's in like process. A, yeah, it's in the process of it, which is very inspiring and very relatable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The end of the song is, like, one of my favorite moments on the record, and the transition, again, we, we've talked about a couple great transitions on this album the transition of the end of this song Stark transition into the next one yeah i love because it goes it just drops out to those acapella harmonies Tonight we own the skies and it's just like kind of naked vocals in the best way mm-hmm. and then it drops down into this like kind of sludgy funky song and i love that contrast mm-hmm. it's so good you it's got bold. triumphant, and then it just took you
2: right down. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yep. This is also the shortest song on the record. Which, oh, you know, is it? Yeah, it is wow. under three minutes, the only two-minute yeah. one, which I all the songs on here are pretty economic. I feel yeah. like they're just like in and out, and boom, three minutes, and you're done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I knew Kylan was going to enjoy. Yep. Love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10, no notes. Although it's still kind of a long record. I, I would cut. Mm-hmm. Oh, a song, and, okay. and we'll we'll get into it.
0: Okay.
2: okay. So you have hit one of your favorite songs, Kylan, right? Correct. Did you say Zen
1: was also one of yours? Zen or? is one of mine. Okay. So yep.
2: So y'all have two favorites, and that's one of yours. Right. Okay. Cool.
1: Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to track number five: Someone Else's Problem. <laughs> Is the song I would cut? No way. Yeah. What we've really? talked about this so much on the show. I know, but like, I, just, I
0: think I think this redeems some of the more egregious moments that we've covered on the show. To me, it does. So, but I want to hear from you. No, what?
1: it's specifically the whole like
0: reggae rhythm. We yeah. talked Like
1: I just I can't I I I I cannot connect with it.
0: But can you at least appreciate that Reese decided to just sing like Reese? Yeah. Because that was the main thing I was thinking the whole time listening to this song on this listen-through. I was just like, all right, cool. Uh, Steve Taylor, please take some notes. (laughs) This is how you do like white boy, skanky, reggae rock. That's true. This is how you do this. I also
2: want to say, if we can go back in time, I've just been listening to the edit of that episode. It's aired already, but for me... I take Steve Taylor doing a reggae song as seriously as Weird Al doing a reggae song. So that's like, that was the lens that I was viewing when Steve Taylor went reggae. I'm like, this is basically just Weird Al for me doing a reggae song, which I wouldn't bat an eye to. Right, right. Yeah. That's
0: an interesting take. I I can appreciate I didn't mention it in the episode because I didn't think of it then, but just to clarify. No, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Thinking about it that way.
1: I just... Yeah, it's... it's And it's not even for me. It's not even... Uh, it, it's not egregious on the level of, of Steve Taylor doing it. Like, it doesn't feel like appropriation. This feels like more like classic, like, ska. Yeah. 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 But the... There's some rock. I just... I, well, I, it, can't, it, I can't. get into It stands
2: it. out because it's the only one. Like the rest of the album is rock with horns. Super this is more reggae ska, and yes. it's the only. Okay, only so one maybe like I that.
0: still do hate ska,
2: guys.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think this I, one I think song
0: I do. <laughs> was all Kylan needed to get some serious <laughs> s- 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 skafty. Yes, Ooh. for sure.
2: Kylan, I'll join you. Obviously, I like the message of the song. Yeah, me too. And I think it's done well. I think Reese has some very. He writes well and everything like that. Musically, this is my least favorite. I have never like been like if I'm listening to this record, I'm never like ah. Oh, let me throw on someone else's problem. It's not the one you're going, going to. One that right. stands out, and I am not crazy into reggae. So mm. yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. it's because we're too white and from Texas, we can't. It's true, that's true. <laughs> like reggae is not for us. <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> and and we don't smoke weed, so it's like yep. just everything we're about out
2: on. that's three. That's three. Right yeah,
1: here. exactly. We're, out yep. Yep. we're we're just out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just I think like this song gives the horn players an opportunity to get really like nasty and mean in a way that they don't get to yeah. on those straight ahead rock songs, and so there's some space for them to kind of get flabby yeah. and weird and have some attitude. But here's and the thing. I like that like I'm a fan of yeah. that. I'm a big jazz yeah, yeah. guy, Kylan. You know, like the horns in in like weird New Orleans jazz, like really kind of they they light my fire, baby. So I don't know. Mm. I think that's where this song works for me is like the the weird nasty horn performances that I'm i get like, that this is that's valid. odd i don't know if yeah. i should if i get to like that or if i should <laughs> be liking that yeah. but i i'm just gonna admit that i do and you know that's there you go i always interpreted my, this as like the song that was
2: like the throwback to the fans that would be like you guys aren't gone anymore and they're like yes. Here, this, right. here's
0: a song for you here's one like, like right. yeah. yeah scott was probably like Feverishly writing the rest of the album and he was like,
2: Oh wait. I gotta do something balance album. I gotta, I gotta it. slow yeah.
0: things down and get kinda sludgy. Yeah. Something they can skank to. What do, what do we do? I'll write this. Yeah. And it'll be somebody else's problem. <laughs> oh yeah. be Kylan's problem. You it is it. my problem and I would cut this song.
1: <laughs>
0: I I I probably don't disagree with you. Okay. My That's least favorite. favorite. I've got a different one I'd cut. I like those nasty horns, I don't know. Well, yeah, here's the thing with the nasty horns. We can make th- a t-shirt there's another like, song. TJ's a nasty horn boy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: gotta be careful with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. You just gotta add a Y on there. <laughs> mm. Um. Okay, so let's move that's on. That's out of context. <laughs> <laughs> I just
0: want to say, know it.
2: I did like the idea of not going back to the course at the end, because they kind of just like... Let the music play out. And I said, the longer outro lets you groove slash think about the ramifi- ramifications of your place in the first world. Ooh. So you get to do a little bit of both. Yeah, but I do a, like a the reflection. not going back into that last chorus and mm-hmm. just the bass is fun, like boom, 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 boom. But mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, Overall. can you
1: do that again? Can we get that clean, Josh? It is clean. <laughs> We're on separate okay. channels. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. All right, fine. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to track number six, I Am Jack's Smirking Revenge.
3: And if you change your mind, here and now, with the rising tide. If you change your mind, cast your nets from the other side.
1: Okay, as... The, I, I feel like the resident high school edgelord, I feel like I should maybe be given the floor for a second to talk about this. How did I know? (laughs) How did I know this was going
0: to be the first thing that would happen on this song? It
1: only feels appropriate. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um. Do you need the
0: soapbox edgelord? I don't think I need the
1: soapbox, but okay. All right. This is the beginning for me of a, of a great run of songs lyrically. Mm -hmm. So, for those of you that do not know, I Am Jack Smirking Revenge is, of course, a reference to Fight Club, the novel by Chuck Palahniuk, who I was a massive fan of in high school, Mm -hmm. and the movie uh, directed by David Fincher. So, I fucking love this song Mm -hmm. because it's all references to Fight Club, which is great in and of itself. But what I love about it is the fact that, first off, Fight Club, in and of itself, was satire,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: then there is a whole entire generation of people that watched the movie Fight Club and completely missed the point. Yeah, and I they feel it like, was like a life manifesto, that has to be what Reese is talking about in this song. I think there's definitely a nod to that for sure. I mean, I I think I think the entire song is about that because it's all it's all references to Fight Club. Like even like right. you're not the contents of your wallet, you're not the space you rent, even the winter of our discontent is is a Shakespeare thing that was a big part of Fight Club. I didn't know that was Shakespeare actually. Mhm. Then uh so it ties it back even to like the beginning Right, but then also the whole Fight Club thing, like, and then at the very end he says, when it all, but something's missing. Maybe drank the wrong Kool Aid." And it, yeah. I, it, I just got <laughs> so stoked because as someone that is a fan of Chuck Palahniuk and of Fight Club and of the movie, and and as someone that I will a hundred percent admit when I first watched it in high school also completely missed the point <laughs> but <laughs> as i've grown older have kind of recognized that and rectified that mhm and to continually see people kind of miss the point i can see the the frustration of like where he's coming from yeah and so y- utilizing all of these reference points from this pop culture thing to like also talk about the hypocrisy once again Mm -hmm. of missing the point of all of it and being so frustrated i just i i relate so hard to that like tj like you and i have talked about that like being rick and morty fans kind of (laughs) sucks like like being a (laughs) white dude that's into rick and morty sucks because it feels like people that are fans of rick and morty kind of fucking ruin it (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and fight club was like was the previous generation of that.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like live action and a little grittier, but right. pretty much the same thing. Well, and yeah. I want to continue what you're talking about, of I love the idea of pairing Fight Club
2: and all of its ideas and either setting it in contrast, but then at the same time, you're kind of comparing it to like discipleship and following Jesus because he uses right. a lot of things from the Bible. Like he right. says, "Casting the nets. someone said the first shall be the last. Mm-hmm. See you on the streets tonight. Like And there's a lot of that of, like, you thought this was, like, it's easy to fall into, you think Fight Club is about this thing, or you think, like, the Bible or the gospel is about this, but Mm -hmm. it's actually about this, and I don't know, I love that juxtaposition of, like, a Fight Club and then also, like, being a disciple of Jesus, but then it's not really what you think it's about. There's more to it. Well, it's, yeah, well, it goes back to
1: Zen and the Art of Xenophobia. Like, he's just pissed off at everybody for missing the fucking point of everything
4: (laughs) right which i get like i fully
1: relate to and this like it really clicked in for me starting with this Mm -hmm. song
0: but he's doing it so thoughtfully and tastefully even even in his (laughs) frustration he's like right he's able to use these analogies and like this imagery so effectively to make a point that people you know have needed to hear for a long time in each one of these songs right yeah it's pretty awesome
2: Yep, I do love the line. If you change your mind, cast your nets on the other, on the side. other side. Right, That's so yeah. good mm-hmm. in the chorus, uh, and I do really like. There's some sweet. There's a sweet guitar part in the second verse. Um, I will say, I'll introduce it now. But they do a really good job of adding cool things in the second verses to make things more interesting mm-hmm. as the song goes on. Super so appreciate. You'll that. hear me mention more of that on the episode, uh, and then I love we get uh, the second pre-chorus where it says whose lips have you been kissing and stuff, and you get some more Leonor Vox peppered in there, and mm-hmm. just more of those, please. Yep. I just yes. love like having the harmonies come in and having like you can barely hear her, but you're like, I think that's her in there. Such like, a good yeah, texture, it is so good. Yep.
0: Yep. It lifts the whole thing. Yep. And I just I love that change your mind refrain over and over. If you change your mind, it's mm-hmm. kind of slinky like the delivery of it, but it just it it pounds home the point, you know like. And it almost feels like getting punched in the face over and over again. <laughs> right. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> but in a good way somehow. I don't yeah. Know.
2: This is fun, Kyle, yeah. because I think I've always, which I'd seen Fight Club before meeting you, but mm-hmm. and not that I like equate you as like the Fight Club guy in my life or whatever. But every time I like heard this song, I was like, I bet Kyle would really like this song because <laughs> mm-hmm. he yeah. likes Fight Club.
1: Yeah. But I do, but I think for the same reasons that Reese does, and yes. once, it's just it's so frustrating that people like miss the point. But like I get it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's cool that you resonate so much with with this song. It's like I don't know. It's just it's fun to have a moment where like separate from Josh and I, who in our own rights like love this album, you came to this song kind of fresh, and you were right. able to be like. Oh, this is awesome! This is everything. Yeah. This resonates with me hard, and it's what track six. Track six, like that is also exciting because it's like deep into the album, and a lot of times, Kylan, like we, you know, we have these episodes where we're covering albums, and you're like, yeah, I was really excited about the first three tracks, but then the lost steam. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. like here to have this one be like yours, you're owning it. You're like track right. six. This rules that's cool I, i'm I'm like stoked about that this is yeah. really fun
2: I don't know if I mentioned this is maybe my fourth or fifth favorite song on here this is okay. a high one for me yeah. as well okay yeah yeah
1: it's really high for me it's not my yep. my other favorite but but it's up there it is up there yeah right it's on. it's pretty good all right guys let's try to start a fire with track Ooh. number seven to start a fire.
0: Love the horn line, keeping that energy live. Oh yeah, yeah, and they come right out of the gate with the horns on this one, which is cool. That was another thing I noticed on the first two tracks, that kind of like more mature sounding subgenre of like rock with horns, like we've been saying. The the first two tracks really um, evoke that, but then some of these others later in the album, they're getting back to their roots with like the horn lines being the major musical material. And like melodic lines, like the horn lines are the the major melodic lines and they're really leading the song and forming the song, which is fun because if you can write a rock song with horns where the horns get to kind of be the main players, like it means you're doing something right. And at a great point in the record, because yeah, this yes. had like,
1: you know, we, we kind of referenced it earlier of like, this is hard rock with horns, but then they come in at the right part. Like, exactly the right point and Or you have kind of forgotten about them, and then they're, like, featured again, and you're like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I
0: love it. I love right. it. It's so good. It, it comes back in and kind of revives you. You're like, mm-hmm. all right, we got, we got plenty of energy left in this album,
4: mm-hmm.
0: where a lot of times you'd get a slump, you know? Yeah. This is where, okay, so I talked about, I think there are two
2: songs that are the main crux of the theme of this record. And this is the first one. Um, and I'm just now realizing that it's the beginning and the end of side B is what these two are. Mm. And some context for this record uh, is that, and I, what I think a lot of some of the lyrics deal with is that, so Five Irons has always been a very blatantly Christian band. Uh, maybe you could say even like kind of ministry focused and whatnot, but then Scott left the band and maybe it's because he was, becoming or had become an atheist. I don't know, but... Yeah, there's a faith shift. Yeah, but there's a faith shift. So he comes back and he's an atheist now. And it's it's a lot of what they've had to deal with is like, okay, well, like, we've always been pretty, like, gospel and, like, very outwardly Christian, but how do we balance that with, like, now that we have him and Andy, two members that don't hold to the faith anymore? Like, how do we represent all of us now? And I I really Mm. like this song because... This one is or I like the the I, the words and the themes of this song, it's because it's it's Reese talking about like how to deal with that friendship of like you lose Scott as like a brother in Christ, but like rekindling to start a fire mm-hmm. to rekindle your friendship amidst that difference. Mm-hmm. And like how do we go about that? Like one personally and then two, like as a band and how do we present that to the fans and stuff. Um, so I really love that you get one and you get Reese's perspective here. And then you get Scott's later in the record. I've always viewed that as like, that's kind of what, or that was one of the bigger themes with this record. I like that it handles that really well.
0: I love that too. And I think that's one, one more reason that I was so endeared to this album, because they were kind of confronting a tricky situation and one that was like very vulnerable to them. And like, important like it was it's the core of the band right like how are we going to be able to keep doing this and the fact that they didn't just call it quits and let the the differences or the bygones uh-huh. um you know get in the way like they they really did like find a way to yeah to to light that fire and like keep it kindled of their friendship their you know bandmate bandmate-dom matehood it's not a word matehood hood. <laughs> Ma- that's good but I I so respect them. Like I genuinely, I think I'm just like in awe of any band that's able to make it through a long, you know, run of years and years and years, regardless of their like faith situation or or whether they're representing a certain thing um, to a group of fans. But especially for a band like Five Iron, who right. you know wants to wants to be very authentic, very genuine, very. Honest with with their fans, and then also has some some conflict and and or just differing views. And I just I respect it well, so much. Well, not
1: not to put us on the same level, but like I mean, that's kind of like our whole thing too. You know, like right. true, yeah. Like we're all in very different places in terms of that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and I think it takes work. And maybe yeah. we get that on a cer- on a certain level. Like, yeah, it's like you got to show up and just like yeah. be present and be exactly like. Kind and understanding and open open minded. Like, yeah,
1: exactly. And it's just cool that like a band would like so like I can't keep that kind of peace with people that I'm directly related to. Right, <laughs> so hard. It's, like it's, it's a big ask. It's cool that like so many people that are in
0: this band
2: are are able yeah, to and do it voluntarily too. Like yeah, they're right. choosing to do it, because yeah, yeah. they
0: just have to. Yeah,
4: yeah.
2: And
0: I think it shows. I was actually telling some friends about this episode that we're doing tonight. I was like talking about five Iron and why I appreciated them. And I was saying, I was talking about this very thing and how I'm really excited to, to be covering this album because it's, it's them putting that on a silver platter and sharing it with the fans and saying, Hey, uh, this has been kind of tough, but we really care about this. We really care about each other. We really care about you and we want to keep doing it. I think it's yeah. amazing. Like it's inspiring. Honestly, it's pretty rad. Like, I don't, I don't care how hokey that sounds. Like I mean it. No, it's great. Completely. It's great. <laughs> It's so great.
1: good, so rad. you know what's not great me grinning. what's not great. Don't like the woes and the choruses. <laughs> oh, you don't? I don't
2: like? Oh, them. Oh man, they I think they're feel kind like, of fun. They feel like the most obvious, like idiot, yeah, choice. There. They could have gone with a lot of other yeah, things. Yeah, like I agree it's though, catchy with that. in a, like it's catchy in the most obvious worst way. And mm. so I have struggled with this song yet to be like like previously be like I don't really like the song.
0: But listening to it, I do like this song a lot. It's mm. really just the woes and the choruses. So quick, like, co-write session, Reese sits down and is like, you know what, Josh, we're going to recut this song and do a re-release of the record. What would you put in place of the woes? I would
2: first try having the horns do that same melody. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe do the horn, have the horns there or sure. something. But I don't know. The woes just, I don't know. I think it's... A woe is, like, something that's, like, quick or whatever. When you're doing woe, mm-hmm. like, that's, like, that's too long for a woe. You need some words or you need some instrumental or something, maybe. But, I don't know. I do like the woes and the bridge. I mm. do like those. But the chorus woes,
0: All right, you heard it here I miss from me. Josh likes some bridge woes. I
2: like those bridge woes, baby. Like those, those of bridge woes. woes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> those bridge woes, though. Well, I don't even know how to transition into the next track <laughs> after that. I mean... Here's track 8, Battle Dancing Unicorns with Clip. Let's
3: get this straight. Oh yeah, we are the champions. We'll be Battle Dancing Unicorns. Oh yes, Battle Dancing Unicorns.
4: It's
1: okay. A- I didn't even realize till like literally a second ago that this is the most streamed song Mm -hmm. on
0: this record. Give a a song a goofy title and it'll get all kinds of streams. And
1: as someone who doesn't have much context for this record, I do want to get y'all's opinion on this song. But I do also have to say I have a lot to say about this song.
2: Oh, okay. Sweet.
1: We can get out of the way I quick I can't then. wait, yeah. Dude, would you like to start off,
4: TJ? Go for it, Josh. Or you It's
2: all you. Uh, let's see. What do I have? I mean, this feels like the obligatory, like, silly Five Iron song. It absolutely is. Yeah. Back to their old and, form. And I'm not mad about it. I will say I liked this song a lot more when this album came out, and I still enjoy it a lot, but I don't think it's maybe up to the same level of, like, comedic cleverness that some previous... 5-iron stuff is. Mm. Mm.
1: So, Buddy, I disagree. Oh, Whole you disagree. Disagree. Mm. Oh, <laughs>
2: wow. Okay, all right. Uh, But I will say, I do like some of the lines, like, we're hip-hopping and we can't quite stop. That's funny. Mm-hmm. And I do think the bridge sums it up well of, to be what I just can't, impale myself upon the horns, I'm fighting just to be relevant, I'm battle-dancing unicorns. Mm-hmm. So. That's mm-hmm. kind of my quick synopsis. Mm-hmm.
0: Question, quick mm-hmm. question. I think this might be for our trivia lord, Kylan. Did, um, and we can't stop, and we mm-hmm. won't stop. Had that come out at this point? Yes. Great. So so it's party rock anthem, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Direct. Then, it's referencing and then, that, and then Miley. Yep. Right? Okay. So I, that's why I liked it, because I was like, man, Risa's like really digging into the the kiddo culture. I feel like he's like, he's older than us, mm, you yeah, know? And it, mm. it's like so funny that he's just yeah. like, I'm going to play with all these like weird little pop culture things that I don't quite yes. understand, yes. but I'm still going to like throw my hat in the ring and and play with these no, pop culture that's references.
1: the whole fucking point of the yes. song, which <laughs> right, is why exactly. this is my other favorite song, but yep. solely based on context. Solely right. based, like you listen to this song on its own it's fucking stupid. <laughs> it but, is very goofy. <laughs> but at this point in the record, eight songs in, you have been e- okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited. Jammer's Kylan is stoked
2: right sorry. now. He's grinning um, ear
0: to ear. Like the murder basement yeah. is glowing right now. <laughs> it, it really <laughs> is. Excited Kylan is. It's a unicorn basement now, <laughs> oh, y'all. There's so much <laughs> glitter. <laughs> it's everywhere. He he did bring, that did it, bring right? he did, out yeah, the glitter. I did bring out the glitter. Yes. Get it off the camera. We can't see you, man.
1: Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry. Okay. <laughs>
0: thank you. Thank you.
1: In the context of this record, this being track eight is fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. Because you have Zen in the Art of Xenophobia and you have I Am Jack Smirking Revenge. I was fully prepared to hate this song. And like I said, without the context of the rest of the record- Right. It would be very easy to because you could just write this off as Reese trying to connect to a younger audience or whatever. Right. Right. But because you've seen the satire that has come before it, yes, you are fully prepped for the massive eye rolling that is happening throughout these lyrics. While of, he delivers like, each line. I, yep just love, absolutely love, the idea that, you know, he's like a 40-something dude mm-hmm. who has a band that has specifically been kind of labeled as, like, a silly band. And you can mm-hmm. tell he's, like, he's angry about a lot of shit. And he's <laughs> able to use his platform to, like, talk about real stuff. Like, like even from... Our newest album ever like they were oh, yeah. talking about real shit like you know we we talked about that with leonore on um blue comb 78 like how that's mm-hmm. actually like a really deeply personal song and then mm-hmm. everyone just kind of is like oh we're gonna bring blue combs to blue five combs. iron shows <laughs> childhood trauma.
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: exactly uh-huh. exactly and then um uh, what was the other big one from our newest album ever that are you thinking of sucker punch no 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 not not big in terms of uh banner year is what I'm thinking Oh of, yeah right yep where it's like okay I like actually want to talk about real shit something serious yeah but right. there's this younger audience that I'm like trying to connect to mm-hmm. but also kids are fucking stupid <laughs> and it just yep. it feels like a little bit of I don't know. It just felt very real to me because mm. it starts with shut your face, high school jerks, <laughs> and then immediately is like, are we cool? Laser beams, which <laughs> I just want to start using in my everyday life. <laughs> As like, like a retort? Laser <laughs> like, beams. Like if I have an altercation with someone, like, hey, 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 are we cool? Laser, Laser beams. beams. <laughs> That's good. Um, <laughs> I like that. But then, yeah, like, to be what I just can't impale myself upon the horns, I'm fighting just to be relevant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is coming after, like, years of, like, our generation was, you know, ninjas versus pirates. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm – everything's so random. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Like, there's there's this whole thing of, like, I'm – like, I'm, I'm trying to stay relevant, but I don't understand
0: this culture. And it feels so like... So you think this song is him admitting, like, just knowing full well, like, I'm out of touch. And I'm going to 100%. lean into how silly it would be for me to write a song trying to pretend like I am connected yeah. to the youth. Yeah, I definitely Right, it's that. like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. like Totally.
1: Because... Be, I interpret you know, it you know,
0: as we, an eye roll song.
1: Right. And 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 we talked about that in uh, in the he is legend episode of like, or no, no no sorry we talked about it with Aaron of like the lose lose situation of how mm-hmm. everyone says they want you to like remain the same, but if yep. you actually remain the same, uh-huh. then you're boring. No one actually okay. likes that, and, and this lost. is totally yeah. like a response to that, and like trying to figure out where that line is.
0: Right, it's Five doing Iron it, doing a parody of Five Iron. Yes, exactly, and doing yep. it in such an over-the-top manner. But I also think at the same time, out of one side of his mouth, that's what he's doing, and then out of the other side of his mouth, he's like, no, nah, we're going to have some some like unicorn costumes and glitter on stage when we play this right. live, yeah, yeah. we're going to do it up, and it's going to be a blast. It's going to be the silliest, goofiest song and also, and like, that's yeah, again, we are what professors I love, at dichotomy. Robot Spy College. Like, yes. like it literally feels like, Moronic, like Mad Libs. Bionic. Like Mad Libs of, like, stupid yes. shit. Completely. Yeah. And I, I love it.
2: Like, yeah, he definitely phrases everything and, like, picks stuff to seem like to be cool, but have it not land in it. That is the point. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he knows I know well. this isn't landing, but that's the point. Like, right. Yeah. 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 It's
1: genius, guys. Which is, yeah, it's it a bold is. move. <laughs> It right? is, and it that's is what like they're about. That's Steve what, Taylor-esque that's kind of in terms of like... it's <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's a very Steve Taylor thing of like, mm-hmm. okay, let me take this expectation and I'm going to still do that. And there's probably a good portion of the audience that will mm-hmm. just take it at face value. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm
0: actually talking about this like much deeper thing. And it's like if you get the context like you're saying, then you can appreciate it on all the levels. And if you can't, then that's okay, too.
2: Yeah, then it's still a fun song, too.
0: Yeah, it's still a song enjoy. about battle dancing yeah. unicorns. <laughs> Which is great.
1: Yeah, like I said, out of context, it's so fucking stupid. Like, it's so <laughs> dumb. But given the context, it's genius. It's so good. It's so good, guys. Like I, I This might be my yeah. favorite Five Iron Frenzy song. Wow! Oh, nice. I've heard that's so cool. <laughs> Which is so but you funny. couldn't just like show it to just like one
2: like you couldn't just show it to someone. You have to be like, but I have to like show you the no. Rest I of the have to do the the the, light like, light the, context. Context.
1: the the Charlie Day Pepe Silvia thing <laughs> the, that I'm doing right now. World. Yep, right yep. to explain why I love it, mm-hmm. and that yep. that's why it's 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 my second favorite. It, it's my favorite within context. Gotcha. Okay. Because I that could also sense. I could just show anybody Zen and the Art of Xenophobia and be like this song is great I think people would immediately get it I think this is not an immediately get it song
2: Yeah for sure
1: totally Yeah and and you know I I once again could completely be speculating talking out my ass but I feel like given that song and I am Jack Smirking Revenge the way that I can I just felt like I was on Reese's wavelength. By the mm-hmm. time this song showed up. Right.
0: To quote unquote get it. Yeah. So rad. And you know, like I would love one day to talk to him about it and be like, all right, Kylan's gonna give you his theory on this <laughs> and just see. He's like, Yep, that was it. To T. I would love that. Yeah. Okay. And hey right? Like, you wanna watch Fight Club, Kylan? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um okay. what's the first yeah, rule? I'm sorry, I'm Fight gonna Club? I'm gonna I'm gonna put the soapbox away <laughs> I didn't I didn't mean to but it's just I'm glad I you did this was, I love this the positive was just so box you know yeah, that was yeah. fun so good I enjoyed You don't get those often this it's was true. so new to me and right. it was like at this point that I was like oh, okay
0: I get the five iron thing like
1: I yep. get it like yeah. I fully yeah. get it
0: yeah well I think they also got it to a high high degree on this album like they got what they were they like really, really locked it in on this album, without playing my hand too much. Oh wow! I
2: wonder what it could Ooh, be, TJ. No, <laughs> this <right>. near <laughs> and dear record to you
0: is <laughs> on Thin Ice. What could I possibly yeah. think about this? I don't this know. TJ. I game. feel like
1: you just want to inject this record directly into your veins. Oh, that's there go. fair. I do. I would track I nine into your veins.
0: probably liquefy it do you think (laughs) I think we could your vinyl Uh, yeah probably you're taking one for the team Josh I'll just get a new one from Collide Records ooh (laughs) that's not even an ad
1: (laughs) off the cuff this to me does what you were saying TJ on the other song that I didn't like they these are some nasty ones. they are this this is my favorite horn line in the whole
0: record best example of that where they get to get a little nasty and have some attitude Mm -hmm. um in my book i love it it's great and and they lead the the song again which is kind of like the old school five iron go-to mm-hmm. you know like horn line at the top which is really cool feels feels kind of nostalgic and familiar like oh this could have been on our newest album ever i really feel like this song could have in mm-hmm. a lot of ways it's maybe a little more
2: it's a little bit grittier though yeah and like more yeah rocking which is good that it's on this record
0: and that bass is a little higher in the mix than it would have been. <laughs> yep, yeah. it is. and that's a great thing. I love that. Uh, <clears throat> May I have the floor, please? Of course,
2: please, Kay. sir. Okay. This is my favorite song. Hey. Okay, nice, okay. dude. Uh, Tell us why. My notes: I have bullets in all caps. It says "love," and then I just have seven points of. All the things I love about this song. Amazing. For why it's my favorite. Let's go. The horn line, as we previously mentioned. Mm. So good. Mm. The verse melody and cadence. Yes. And I, just that first verse of just like him singing and that electric guitar, like chugging along. Yep. Like, yep. ah, just pushing I things. I love it. I love yep. it. And like, there's so many words in the verses. Mm-hmm. And like, it's one of, the, it's like what we were talking about with the Steve Taylor thing and your Edgar Wright analogy. You're like, there's a lot of like, thought and smarts going into this but i don't need to dissect all of it to enjoy it i can just know that it's smart and well put together Mm -hmm. and let it wash over me and that is maybe the peak way to enjoy it Mm -hmm. so that's how i've always approached the lyrics to this song because there's a lot and they're all like really engaging and interesting but Mm -hmm. you don't have to like get in there on all of them um the whole second like post chorus how they have like a Surprise! We have like a second chorus to our (laughs) chorus. It's longer. Mm -hmm. The you're going down hard. You're going down fast. Love that part. Yes. Okay.
0: Super hooky.
2: This is genius. Here, the robotic repeating. Of the first verse under the bridge, is that what it is?
0: Because mm. I've never caught that. It's, that's what it's what the first what verse. But yes, yes,
2: yes, I am a dealer of words. I sell it right back God, to you. Oh, that's, that's so yes. good. That's
3: it's so good.
0: I love it. I so didn't realize much. those were the lyrics that were happening. It's there. the first verse so over again. I love that yep. so much. Yep. Oh my God. It's, Genius.
2: I said, Chef's Kiss.
4: Chef's kiss.
2: Uh, and the call and response of the ooze and the guitars and the bridge and the ahs that come in the the last course to like fill stuff out. Like it's the last course and they're still bringing new stuff in. You have like Reese doing ah, uh, like ah. Uh, it's yeah. In and Out in Three Minutes. This was the first song. They made a music video, um, just them, like a performance video of them in like a warehouse. Mm. And like I, I heard this song, I watched it, and I was like, never like really cared much about firearm but i was like i think i should pay attention to this record (laughs) and it came out and it was amazing and it's still my favorite song all these years later and i will say the original demo from scott uh that's on his soundcloud of yellow second uh, it's called no reaction and it's honestly rocking too so it worked in the original demo phase and it works in the the final phase but that's my favorite song Thank you for coming to my Ted Talk. I love a it. Good
1: song. Well, hey, you didn't even talk about the the Sweet Caroline. Steve yeah. McQueen. Oh my god. Yeah. I love Yeah, that yeah. verse is great. This is I a mean, firing. The is in the song. Song. I should do Sweet that for Caroline. All of those this, this is league. a slot yeah. machine. This is a prison camp minus any Steve McQueen that line. I'm so he's already mad. already escaped, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or he's in the cooler. I'm so mad about that line. It's so good. <laughs>
0: you're mad you didn't write it right like you guys Mm -hmm. ever just like get mad at lines oh yeah all the time Mm -hmm. all the time no yeah this song is great i feel like it's it's got yeah it's got some layers that you can either dig into or not like you're saying like you can let them just kind of wash over you and it works um or you can chew on them a little bit and engage with the lyrics a little more well that's that's why i'm so glad we covered this so shortly
1: after steve taylor yeah me too (laughs) cuz it is a really kind of similar thing of like right like you can just vibe along and mm-hmm. like Josh was saying like just recognize that this is smart and cool right and you can care or not care
0: yeah and it's and it's zany and witty and yeah right. you you get to choose how to engage with it
1: yeah your level of engagement
0: mhm yeah it's great i love it it's great i like that it's your favorite too Josh cuz like it's not It's not my favorite. It's not not my favorite, but like, it's always just one that I'm like, I enjoy this. But you've made a solid case for it, man. Yeah, you really have. It's great. You're kind of bumping it up up in my queue. I know, dude. I'm like,
1: I was constantly surprised by this. And it's usually Mm -hmm. at this point in a record where I'm like, where it kind of loses steam, but it like picks back up in a really interesting way. You mean it, TJ it. (laughs) Pick it up, pick it up, pick, pick it up, pick it up. Was. Picks it there up. It it's is. Like, there, there it is. There it is. is. Mm-hmm. All he right. has to. <laughs> Alright, guys. Track number 10. <laughs> it was a dark and stormy night. I've been waiting in half a
3: sleep. For a promise I have been to keep. Just for a that hope still dies. Wipe the sleep out of my sleeping
0: eyes. This is my other favorite song. Oh, Oh, nice. Why? Not to be basic, but... Because it is the other single. But, oh, my God. I just... I think it's, like... But did you
2: experience it as, like, when they first announced, we're getting back together, here's our first song back in nine years. And it was
0: Every New Day again. And, like, I loved that song and still do. Like, it will always have a special place in my heart. Like, it's this great kind of finale moment. And, like, I... I don't mind that this isn't the last track on, on this album. I'll go ahead and just play my hand that I think it would have been a great closer because it's very anthemic, it's cathartic, it's huge. It it has a lot of dynamic up and down that really works and just kind of it would round the album out really well. Mm-hmm. I don't mind the track list the way it is, so I got no complaints with it, but I, f- I sort of feel like it's this spiritual successor to Every New Day hmm. in a way. Um, because there's like, you know, a little bit of conflict in there, but there's like a lot of hope and, oh, I just love it. I I think it's like Reese at his kind of most authentic and optimistic at the same time. Right. We've had a, we've had so much sort of like angst and anger and frustration and critique across this album. We've had some silliness. Mm -hmm. We've had a lot of references and things but this to me is just kind of a straight across like hopeful song in the face of you know challenging odds mm-hmm. and i think i just really resonate with those kinds of tunes especially from a band like five iron that has a lot of great energy um both in the studio and live and i think this is a banger i don't know <laughs> yeah
2: well and it it
0: makes it hit even more
2: when you consider like this was their first song back, and they're like, "We're gonna give this a go again." Exactly. And like, like Reese saying, "Here's to hoping hope still flies," and you're like, yes. "You're like that's like them putting their whole band into a one line." Yes, like, that's like we're gonna give this a shot again. It's their little let's thesis. hope it works out. Yes. Like, oh,
4: yeah.
2: and again, it's
0: that same kind of vulnerability. Like we we were talking about where Reese is like sharing his perspective on like, okay, let's, let's believe in this friendship, like, Scott's back, we're gonna, like, make this Mm -hmm. work, and it's gonna be beautiful, but, like, our fingers are crossed, and we don't know what the future holds, and that's really, like, I just think that's amazing, like, who, who wouldn't want to support that, and kind of be a part of that journey, and, like, cheer them on, Yeah, you know, so I think as a fan, I, I'm, it, like, hits me right in my heart, and I'm, I'm just very, like, I get emotional about it, and, and, I want hope to still fly, you know, for them, for everyone, for for the direction of our culture, for the world at large. Like, I want that. And, yeah, it seems like a great thesis for the album because there's, you know, the darkness and and death and rubble, but there's also, like, the light at the center Mm -hmm. of the album art. And that's, to me, like, the hope. It's the band, like you're saying, crossing their fingers and going, we hope this works (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) until this shakes apart, you know? Oh, nice. But yeah, I don't know. I I love the moment at the end of the song too. That um, or toward the end where it's like uh, I think I've got a time code. Mm, I don't. But he. But it's the I know hope has not forgotten me. And then mm-hmm. it go, it drops down to the solo piano moment yeah. with just Reese and the vocals. I've been waiting half out sleep. And, sleep, and that even is so tender and like intimate and you're really hearing i think like that hope that Reese has but it, but it's also so you know fragile it's it's that tiny spark that tiny candle that could light the bonfire and turn into a burning blaze but it it could also just as easily go out um so that moment to me feels really hmm. precious and yeah and then it explodes and that back like in. encapsulates like the idea even to like distills it
2: even further too yes yeah yeah, I like that sonically. I,
0: I really like that. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that one. EJ loves this tear box. I do, man. I do. But it's also just you a love great the song. Writing cliches. It was a dark and stormy night. It's true. <laughs> yeah. But that line, the the melody, I've been waiting in half hearted sleep. That's so catchy. It's like very sweet sounding and and also works like as like a punk rock anthem right big and huge like if you want to get bombastic with it you can Mm -hmm. i think a good melody a sign of good melody is that it can work on that kind of low tender intimate level and it can also be huge and like have a lot of like energy behind it and still work that's why i I love that one of my favorites it's all on
1: the back half of the record for us. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's wild. True. True.
2: The back half is strong. They got a strong side B, really. Man. Is. What can we say?
1: Yeah. I don't want to detract from any
2: of this, TJ, but I'm curious what your thoughts are. But to yeah. me, I feel like you can I can always hear a little bit that this song was like
0: not recorded at the same time as the rest of the record. Like oh, it sounds completely. a little different. Yeah, the production does like kind of call to your attention, that the fact that it's an outlier. Right. Especially, especially it did it end. like a year or two before. There's like, a little like cut of a guitar or something. And there's like a split where the amp kind of makes a little buzz. Oh, yeah. And you notice that there's like a... Somebody didn't like um fade the track <laughs> quite right. But I kind of like that. I kind of like that it's a little different. Yeah. Um, for some reason, it just pokes out at me in a way that I don't mind. Because there's nothing like sort of offensive to the ear about the difference in the production no it's
2: just in when you hear the 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 record and then this comes you can tell the difference yes but completely on its own
0: there's nothing wrong with it like the mix or the right recording of it yeah but yeah as far as the 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 production treatment it does feel
2: okay you can tell that it's not a little bit different yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i've always been able to notice it but
0: i still do like the song yeah and i think it, it there is a side of it that was experiential you know when the announcement dropped and this song. Sure. Yeah, of like, course.
3: Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm
0: sure that's part of that's partly wrapped up in mine too, so. Totally.
2: As it is. Nostalgia I, I do want to mention the guitar part in the second verse is very great. The <laughs> I can drop it right here cuz I don't have to sing it for you. But another example
0: of them just like adding cool stuff as the song progresses. So there's more to unpack. Yes. Yep. The song's evolving mm-hmm. as it goes. It's not just the same old same old.
1: I mean, this discussion of this record, it just it feels like an epiphany for me. Yeah, like I've been so much, Kylan. I know yeah. it's like I've 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 seen the sun.
2: Mm-hmm. And, you have been in <laughs> darkness. It was a dark and stormy night for you mm-hmm. these the last the thirty three years. But now, yeah.
1: <laughs> now I've seen the sun. Track number eleven. I've seen the sun.
2: interesting how this record like the ending of it is sequenced oh kylan loves this song, tambourine. Oh, i'm doing the tambo yeah i love the, the tambo. tambourine yep. <laughs> it's interesting to me like so you have in into your veins and then you have it was dark and stormy night it was just the first song they released so mm-hmm. it wasn't written it was written pre this record and then you have this song which dennis wrote words and music to oh right. And then okay, you have who the sings on
1: this song does re sing on this song it's
2: re singing mm-hmm. Yeah, th- Are yeah. you
1: serious? Yeah, yeah. It's not Matt and or Toby from Emory.
0: Oh my god. Oh my god. No, <laughs> dude. You <laughs> would know hey, if it was Matt. No, I don't no, know. This okay, does feel th- like th- an Emory song. Is an at, honest, th- at times, th- that
1: was a legitimately honest question.
0: Yeah. No, now that you say it, I I kind of hear what you're saying. Like, like the theatrical kind of like over. Yes, it
1: totally sounds like yes. Emory. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I could have sworn that it was a feature, like a feature vocal that I believe. Mm-hmm. Bending the notes, yeah. like the pitch bend at the end. And the way he says burn, I I could have sworn it was one of the Emery guys.
0: That's so <laughs> funny. I think, again, it's like I've just always known Reese's voice. Like, yeah. Reese is so iconic to me sonically that I'm like, that's Reese. But now that you say the emery thing i'm like no oh, i i can, I can hear, hear toby
2: like i can put toby in over that and, and
0: even the, the song it itself like the kind of stalted, da 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 feels like an emery move mm-hmm. too music mm-hmm. musical theater mm-hmm. musical yeah, theater pop this pop- could pop-up. totally be part of the emery musical we could we could throw <laughs> it
1: in a five iron song and it's no an one epilogue. would know if it's this <laughs> one <laughs> it's
2: true but yeah, like I was saying, and then it goes back to like the last song is f- written by Scott. So I feel like at this point in the record, like Reese is like, I've said everything I am going to say. Now I'm going to speak for these other yeah, people. Yeah, give me some else to something end else the to record. Say. Yeah, so it's interesting that it's like sequences like old song, Dennis song, Scott song yeah, to me. But is like I don't think it's bad. No, I yeah. think it still works, it's but it is—it's just funny, like how it's like they the same narrative
0: it. from from different perspectives. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think I put that together that this was a Dennis song. Um, so yeah, that is neat—the back to back like Reese Dennis Scott mm-hmm. trifecta at the end. Yeah, and Matt and Toby, and, <laughs> and Matt and Toby. Don't forget about them. Or
2: Devin and Toby,
0: perhaps. Yeah, yeah. and
1: just it just feels it feels super. I to hear me. it.
0: Yeah, and again, we're getting that imagery of, like, the sun, you know, mm-hmm. the, like, the fire burning, the dark of the night yeah. holding to to the sun's return.
2: They also do some more cool stuff, adding stuff in the second verses uh, at 102, where I like where they say, when it says, hit me with your bad news, there's a cool guitar part that comes in, and some more Oz as well. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of the song, though, is... Uh, the outro where he says it's gonna
0: be all right. And there's a lot to learn, and they like yeah. it's kind of like jamming at that point. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. I do love that line though. You bring the warheads. I'm bringing ice cream. That's so good. It's very good. Cause like that the, you feels know, like, like the a very classic TV line. non-violent kind of yeah. folks, and they're just like silly, and they're like, "We'll <laughs> bring the ice cream." <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I would write that. Yeah, I'm but mad that I took like that. a Mother Teresa too. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah.
2: Not the left hook you deserve, but the one you need. The you one know.
0: you need. Yeah, the <laughs> one from Mother Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> we all need a little Mother Teresa lift. Oh, up. I think we all do.
1: <laughs> Let's move on to the last track, Blizzards and Bygones.
0: Okay. What is this intro? Is it yeah yeah yes? A little Not bit. Not that part, but just the like angular guitar yeah. and the like nee, beat. Nee, nee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I haven't brought this up yet, but there's a lot of this record that weirdly reminded me of like later day AFI as well. Oh, but like kind of yeah. the way that like Coconut Records reminds me of Elliot Smith. It's oh it's like, totally like yes s- it, like coconut records is sunny beachy Elliott smith which is yeah. kind of like antithetical oh, to the Elliot so to Elliot smith but that
0: description is perfect though
1: there's something about it and this is like like christian afi which is also <laughs> like kind of uh, antithetical but mm-hmm. there's like there's something about the vibe mm-hmm. that reminds
0: me of that yeah, I could I could see that. There's just some, there was like there's some specific intro to some sort of like kind of post. I can see the AAS rock thing. thing. Yeah, that that like opening because that guitar line is so good. Mm-hmm. With and with those big boomy drums. But it does also remind me of something. Yeah, it is, and that's why, like I said earlier, when I was like, I could see Dark and Stormy Night being the closer but i'm not mad it's hard about for me to imagine any other
2: song closing this record yeah it totally flowing. works yeah
0: it's slow it's kind of like big it feels like a big kind of like period on the sentence of the album it's really cool like as scott is back
2: for his first time since our newest album ever and he's writing all the music for it i love like that he gets a chance to like Speak, even though Reese is singing like it's Scott's right. song. Like right. that closes the record, so that feels like a cool way to like one welcome Scott back and kind of like be like, "Hey, you did a lot of heavy lifting for writing this record. Yeah. Like you get to like what if you get to put say the final like put the period on this record Here at the end, which is actually a question mark?
0: Yes. Yep. Oh, uh, thank yeah. you so much because because I wanted to I wanted to mention that how the album starts with mentioning a last breath. And it ends with a question, which is uh, feels like a nod back to like, this is my last breath at the beginning. It's like a fake out. Because if you're asking a question at the end, there's going to be more, right? Like the question is almost implying like, we got more in us. Like we don't know for sure, but we're crossing our fingers and we're like letting that question sit with the listener. We're letting that question sit with all of us. We're going to make it through this and see what's on the other side of this question mark. I love it. I love the
1: choice. I'm just leaving Is it open-ended. Is a dumb guy question? But was any of this inspired by the movie Inception? And I only Maybe. think this TJ based on your analysis of like <laughs> like you said like the first track like floating in onto the shore. Uh-huh. That's like right. literally the opening shot of Insight. <laughs> right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then okay. the very right. last shot
0: you. is the top, the, the question top, of the like uncertainty. Yeah, yeah. Is it a dream or not? Yeah. Well, and what's the line that he says to him about being old men or being young again or whatever?
1: Yeah, I don't know it exactly, but
0: but it but it's about know. age it, and time and and the nature of reality. Like, yep. The, the yeah, I mean, ending with a question feels. I don't know like the like the perfect way to try to maybe bridge from where they are now into whatever comes next it also could have been their last album, so that also feels like a great way to just kind of like yeah. gently set it down like, well, without and we stating eating yeah something. instead of like we're giving like we're telling you this like we're giving you this, yes yeah, yeah, it's an invitation, yeah, it's like opening a conversation.
2: Well, and I love that like hearing from our interview with Leonor last year, like how she did not want to end with like a question, like how yeah, there was like the right, yeah, yeah, turmoil
1: right. over
2: it of yes, like, yes. we're Five Iron, we end with like a positive, uplifting Yeah, we're song. very affirming. Yeah. Which is a I great love, uh, position. I love that.
0: I think. Like, I think she makes a good point, but I also love that they were able to come to a place where they were like, okay, we'll allow this. Like, yeah. We'll, we'll like embrace well, yeah this. and that shows like a new new growth a new stage of the band yes. of like okay
2: well we're fine with asking some question or like ending on a question instead yes. of giving you something neat and wrapped up yeah, that, yeah. You know, acknowledging that there yeah. is
0: the rubble and there is the the death around us but there's also life and the fire burning mm-hmm. like it's both there's complexity kind yeah. of in in life and in the career of these wonderful musicians. And the line, too, itself, Can You Stand the
2: Weather If Winter Lasts Forever? It's yeah, so good. I really I love, love that. I love it. My big seasons guy. So anytime you put some seasons in <laughs> some lyrics, I'm like, it's going to get resonate. Em. I yep. resonate
0: to this. Yeah, but it's it's a great image. And, like, I don't know. I, I love it because with this artwork and stuff, like, I, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, Narnia doesn't have a monopoly on the imagery of winter lasting forever. Oh, that's Five funny. Irons, uh, mm-hmm. Five Irons doing their, their, fair share of that that's true imagery creation here that's true yeah
2: i said such a bleak depressing but effective picture well done mm, scott mm-hmm. no i think it's very well done it's it's a little sad and you feel bummed but it's very well done yeah, yeah
1: but guys this record's so good okay yeah, i mean it's a bot for really me cool. i'm sorry i'm, I'm wow. <laughs> wow oh wow <laughs> you okay, just jumping right, anyway, sorry. right yeah, okay. yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> i mean <laughs> i guess right, we're we're as done. well <laughs> at this point right like <laughs> yeah
2: sure well, you were the one that were going to be like, what's Kylan going to think on yeah, the record? too bad. We right too, bad <laughs> too, record too bad, everybody. This record a good You just love it rocks. too damn much. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has turned
1: off the podcast like, well, I know what Kylan's <laughs> thinking. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> we oh, I also, also about wanted to get the it in a little early because no one listens to the end of our podcast if our analytics are correct. So, final flopper bop verdicts. Guys, we did it. We listened to Engine of a Million Plots. <laughs> Where sure do we did. all land? Is this a flop or a bop?
2: Well, you've already have you already given your two cents your final verdict on the matter? That was all you had to say.
1: Um, no,
2: <laughs> If you would like to elaborate,
1: we'll allow it. No, it's just i I feel like this record, the way that it hit me this week, I just felt like I was on Reese's wavelength. Nice. That's so good. It just resonated so hard with me.
0: That's the best it. when you feel like you're inside an artist's head sort of. Yeah. Like, and you're just really connecting with them. And I would so love to talk to him about yeah, man. this record. Reese if you're out there man. Like Let's more
1: chat. more than any of the other Five Iron records that we've covered. And I was just so surprised. You know what I mean like like mm-hmm. between our newest album ever and Until the Shakes Apart, I think I kind of had an expectation of how I would view this record. It met those expectations, but it also mm. surprised me in a lot of right. ways. Like you guys know, anyone that's listened to this show knows I'm
0: not a lyric guy.
1: Right. And most of my notes felt like they were about the lyrics.
0: Like, Yes, I loved that. <laughs> that was a delight for me. <laughs> so like, thank you. And, and not,
1: <laughs> not, not just the lyrics by themselves, but like the meta analysis of... Yes. Where he was coming from, mm-hmm. lyrically. And the way he used his references really effectively. It was so surprising. A plus, 10 out of 10, no notes. This has been nice. Chick Now. Uh, wow. No, I love that. Yeah. That's so good. Well, as, as two guys that have talked to me repeatedly about this record, I, I want to hear where y'all land and why. I would like to go first so that you can... Finish it off, TJ. It's the
2: long-time 5-Iron fan. Yeah, and as that, I feel sometimes kind of like a phony 5-Iron fan because I'm like, Don't. Engine is my favorite record, and it's the one I've listened to the most. I like other 5-Iron, but this is the sweet spot of 5-Iron for me of like, mm,
4: mm-hmm.
2: I like ska. I'm not always wanting to listen to some ska, but I'm pretty much always down to listen to some rock with horns. Like, right. that's <laughs> a great formula. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it's a bop, easy bop for me. I I bopped this the moment it came out and the first time I heard it, and it meant a lot to me, but it's still, like, it isn't just a record that meant a lot to me in, a, in like, a, a certain time in my life, and I've, like, oh, yeah, it's only a nostalgia of, like, I've moved on from it. Like, it's still, like, it's still so fun to revisit, and there was so much musicality to, like, oh, they're adding new stuff every like verse and then like in the chorus and like Mm -hmm. there's so much new textures and it sounds great it's produced well
0: it's written well yeah yeah easy big bop for me i don't even know if there's much left to say other than yeah like you said like i i've been a five iron guy for a while and so i think this album in the same way that it hit you know pretty big for you when it did josh and for you kylan more recently um, it hit big for me because I had the context of their humble, plucky beginnings um and how right. just how goofy they were early on. And it was mostly just kind of big energy, but a lot of it very silly. And I still really value that and cherish that. And I think those records like earlier on as we talked about on you know our episode about our newest album ever, you know, they were still hitting some serious themes and, and getting into some good stuff. And and that writing of Reese's was growing a lot. I think there was like an evolution phase that we witnessed on our newest album ever. And then when we covered Until It Shakes Apart, we saw (laughs) the more recent like (laughs) very thoughtful, but also very angry uh, Five Iron. And and this does feel like the synthesis or the sweet spot of like... Everything that that right. we covered on those two albums, I mean, this kind is of like the Godfather big, two amazing piece of right <laughs> five iron right yeah like totally <laughs> it's Empire like it's yeah exactly it's kind <laughs> of like the perfect synthesis of of what we know this band to be capable of Yep. and yeah I mean I think it it did sort of tonally and thematically hit uh, for me um, both on like a kind of macro social level in 2013 and even more now. But it also, like on a personal level, like those those songs about the relationship between the band members and the way that you know, even though people change and relationships may shift, you can still really like kindle that fire and make that worthwhile. That that still is like a huge, a hugely powerful and profound theme that I believe in, and I and I see it you know working itself out uh, all the time, all around me, especially this podcast. That's the beautiful thing about. This podcast the is the beauty of
2: this podcast, TJ. It that really is. The is, is so of this podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just these uh, these these the way that we can maintain these fires and and keep them burning bright against the stormy and dark night out there. Right. And not make it someone else's problem. No, and I'm I'm going to make it my bop. I'm going to make it your bop. I'm going to make it your bop. It's a bop, y'all.
1: Bops for everyone.
0: Bops all across.
1: Bops for everyone. We just want to inject this into our veins. Inject into your veins. I
2: know you don't like ranking things. Do you have a favorite Five Iron record? Mm. And if it's not this one, where does this rank in with the others? I, That's a good I question.
0: appreciate that y'all have helped me... Um, we forced you into ranking things no, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean that that just is what it is. I enjoy that, but yeah, I'm sure you do <laughs> no, but I appreciate how y'all have uh helped me reassess how I think about um favorites or rankings. Uh, they can change at any point they can change it, at any point just, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're a great example of that Kylan. you're you're like right now. Uh, that's my whole life. You multifaceted, <laughs> semi-role of a man. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. A second from now, I could give you a different answer. Correct. Um, in this moment, this album is is definitely number one. Um, okay. Because I do think it just coalesces all of those elements into one really nice package. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, ask me uh, tomorrow, and I might have a different answer. Well, okay. currently, I agree with you. Of the
1: three, nice five iron records that we've, that covered, we've covered, cool. This I is like my that. number one. This was yeah. so good. I'm I'm so mad at y'all. I yeah. was the resident <laughs> skalmizer.
0: <laughs> we've we've shaken your uh, your curmudgeonly ways. You out of you. Yep, you're burning bright now, buddy.
1: I mean, Reese was Jack's smirking revenge.
0: I tell you, he what. sure yeah, was. Like... He got you.
2: <laughs> is that a checkered shirt I see under your hoodie? Are you wearing?
0: Oh oh.
2: Oh, hold on, guys.
0: Hold on. Oh. I'm, I'm...
1: He's am uh, up. Full pick, it up ska. pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick oh, my up. gosh. Oh. Oh. Oh.
2: He opens up this hoodie. There's like a tie on the whole time. Hey, hey, like, yeah. He's, he's oh. been wearing a tie. Kings? Are those he's,
1: suspenders? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Are you suspenders. skanking yeah. over there, Kylan, yeah. in the murder no, base? I'm football? wearing my checkered vans. I'm, oh, I'm ready no. for it, y'all. Look out. Um, okay. We did it. So I want to know from the listeners where does this fall in your Five Iron Frenzy? ranking yeah Yeah. genuinely want to know tell us as as you know someone who has mostly been introduced to this band via this podcast i was incredibly pleasantly surprised and i'm so i'm so here for everyone telling me fucking duh (laughs) <laughs> yeah. you know what i
0: mean like well, like we I'm were, we were hopefully nicer than that kylan when we <laughs> yeah just, yeah like,
1: yeah but, but you know you people like, on hey, the internet typically
0: good. aren't so <laughs> right
1: <laughs> i'm fully prepared for that so good. we want to know from the listeners was engine of a million plots a flop or a bot for you and if you like this hey check us out on patreon we've got a ton more nonsense like this all kinds of stuff in fact we're about to record our zen and the art of xenophobia music video episode breakdown. i don't know I, yeah breakdown thank you you can also follow us on all the social media at church jams now of course may all your favorite bands stay together and peace out monitors. Church Jams, now.
0: Church jams now.
1: hey joe Hey, Hey, we're doing the podcast right now.
3: What up?
1: <laughs> we're talking about Five Iron Frenzy. How do you feel about Five Iron Frenzy? Dude,
2: Dandelions is my favorite
1: song. What album? Uh, Engine of a Million Plots. Nice, nice, nice.
3: Well, uh, have fun.
1: Okay, I'll give you a call later. <laughs> Bye, hey, Joe. Uh, put,
3: put me on the microphone.
1: You're on, you're on speaker, my man. Oh, I'm on
3: speakerphone? Hey, I love you guys and Mm you're a bunch of righteous gebras. Anyways, later!